so you messaged me like like round three today and you were like hey we need an icebreaker and i was like well i just had the weirdest fucking thing happen to me when i was in the grocery store because i went and got some groceries today and and so anyway i'm standing in line i'm waiting six feet between some or uh, from somebody but i'm also close to the the store where i'm at and i don't know if everyone has these which i think in your area you might have them but like out in california and i don't think they're everywhere in texas they're called kroger's they're just like a randall's or they're like a i don't know they're just a grocery store sure it's not like the level of walmart so I'm standing there and I'm waiting in line and this is it's weird because I always take my headphones with me but this one time I didn't take my headphones with me. And I hear this guy, he's on a speakerphone so I'm like, "Oh fuck, great. Now I got to deal with this." And it's an older guy and he's with I guess his I would say his grandson. And uh he's on the phone and automatically I'm thinking about, "Okay, this must be his like his other grandson at home. They didn't want to bring everybody to Kroger and he needs a gift card for something." Like no big fucking deal. Well, he says something about an eBay gift card, and I went, okay, you don't really hear people buying eBay gift cards that much. Whatever. It's a red flag, but I kind of let it go. And I'm hearing the guy on the phone as well, and he goes, well, what denomination is it in? And I went, wait a minute. And he goes, well, and the guy talking on the phone says well it's a 25 dollar us or i guess it's like because he's is an old guy he doesn't know what the fuck's going yeah. on he's like i don't know it says 25 dollars. he goes well are there any other larger usd de- denomination gift cards there sir and i went oh i know exactly what this is this guy's getting fucking scammed hardcore and he goes yeah there's a 200 dollar one he goes the 200 dollar one will work perfectly sir and i went so I'm standing there, and I'm watching it unfold. There's only two lanes open, so he's either going to get in my lane or the lane next to me. Well, he decides to go up to customer service to pay for it because the line's short. Right. And thank God for this lady because I thought she was just going to swipe it and be like, here you go, sir, and have a good day. I see her talking. I can't see, so I'm like half-heartedly paying attention to the person that's checking me out, which I feel so bad because she was really nice. And finally, I get my shit, and I go up there, and he walks out. He like hangs his head down. And then walks out. And I went, what the fuck? And I walked up. And she goes, what can I help you with, sir? And I was like, hey, this is going to be weird. But was that guy getting scammed? And she goes, yes. She went, quote, unquote, Apple was trying to scam him. And I went, that was amazing that you were able to catch that. She goes, well, it happens a lot more than you think in this city with tons of the older generation. (laughs) She goes, when oh, we have a policy at this Kroger that anytime anyone buys an amp or an eBay gift card over a certain denomination, we have to ask them why they're buying it. That's crazy. I had always heard of these things. Apparently, she goes, yeah, he said that he's already been scammed out of $1,200. And that's why i was like is he okay he she goes well he went outside because he said he got nauseous after he found out that it was a scam (laughs) yeah dude that shit's still happening this is like you got an email from you know from the king of nicaragua or whatever it is and you got to give him five hundred dollars that people fell for back in the day no what this reminds me of uh, this actually happened to my grandfather, and thankfully somebody was there with him. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I was, it was 2012. I was stationed at Group 37 in Miramar. I get a phone call just out of nowhere. I had just gotten done doing PT. I'm bringing in the Qualcomm. I'm closing up the Qualcons. Um, fucking bringing ammo cans back to the office because we were setting up for like our CFT and shit like that. And I get a phone call from my grandfather. I'm just like, what the fuck? Answer the phone. I'm just like, what's up, pop? He's just like, are you okay? <laughs> fuck yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm I'm fine. I just slayed myself. And he's just like, no, no, no. Are you okay? Who's there with you? And I was just like, oh, I'm here with Sergeant So-and-so. And he's just like, are, are they letting you speak to a lawyer? I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? She's like, I just got a phone I, off the phone with you saying that uh, you got arrested and you needed some money and that your lawyer was calling on your behalf. Oh, no. And I'm like, fuck no. I've been in the desert for the last two weeks. I just got back. <laughs> We don't get lawyers. <laughs> we don't get lawyers. We get we have JAG officers that come and fuck us over, or barracks lawyers. They're they're a thing. Well, it was amazing because I'd never seen that before. I see it a lot on YouTube, but mm-hmm. not in the case where it's the older individual or just like the actual victim. What'll end up happening is like. There's these guys that use VM machines or not mm-hmm. virtual machines. They use VMs and they'll purposely like bait somebody out to hack their computer or lock up their computer. And so they call up the number and it's usually a guy from like another country. Every Very rarely is it somebody from the United States and they try going through the whole thing is like, oh, you've been doing illegal activity. You were selling drugs. I'm going to send the cops to your location Yada yada yeah, and he, they'll, oh, just... they'll even pull out the we know you're looking at like child pornography and mm-hmm. all that other shit. They 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 are scum, man. Yep, <laughs> yep, like super crazy shit. And they'll just sit there for hours, just fucking with them. And they're so patient. Mm-hmm. The guy that was on that phone was so patient. That's what threw me off first. I was like, if this was a grandson or something like that, or like somebody he would have been like at least escalating be like well why don't you see yourself because the guy was getting mad he's like my phone's about to die and i don't want to buy this gift card and all this other stuff and i went i because if so when he went up there i saw the lady talking to him and i I did the math and i was like she's telling him and then i saw his head drop and i was like he was like oh and i was like okay good because i was about to actually walk out of line and be like look i'm a piece of shit i have watched an old person fall at the airport and not help them yeah we know I drove, it happened last week, I was driving down one of the side roads here where I live, and this guy, I guess he was dropping some mail off at one of those post office boxes that you can just walk up to and drop shit off at, biffed it, he biffed it, and yeah, I was but- like, sorry sir, it's corona time, and if, I just drove past driving, that, that's different. At the airport, you literally walked over this lady. I walked around, you all right? You walked over this lady. You made eye contact, and you were just like, whoops, gotta go. For people that didn't listen to that podcast, this was pre-corona. So, <laughs> <laughs> this was pre-corona, so it's not like, oh, he's, you know, Corey's trying to keep protective. No, no, no. I even then, even then, that's not a six-foot radius away, like, stepping over somebody. Um, no, nope. 
But no, I was gonna be, I was gonna walk up, and be like, "Sir, I know this is gonna be really weird because I'm also wearing a face mask, so it looks like I'm trying to rob you." But I think you're getting scammed right now. <laughs> but yeah, it was crazy. She goes, "It happens." She goes, "At least like three or four times a week." Wow. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ! They tried to do that to my wife once. Uh, growing up, I don't know if people, other people had them, but down here, definitely, they were called like cash in advance or something like that to where you could walk in and be like hey i need 300 dollars right now and they'd be like dope fill out this paperwork and then next month you got to give us 420 dollars yep okay well hallie calls me hallie is my wife for people that don't know she calls me and i'm in i think i'm in colorado it's back when i was traveling a lot for work Mm -hmm. she goes hey i just got a call from this company saying that I owe them a certain amount of money from these certain amount of years because of a cash in advance or cash fast or whatever they're called. She goes, it says I owe them $1,200, and if I don't give them 700 right now, they're going to take me to court. I went, give me the number. So she gives me the number, and I'm like, I'm not going to get through. Like, it's one of those one-way numbers to where they can call you, but you can't get a hold of them. I get a hold of somebody, and I say, hey, I'm calling... And I, I Googled, like, I, I whenever I called, they were like, oh, we're such and such and all that. It was a recording. So I Googled them. Yeah, they didn't fucking exist. So when they picked up the phone, they were like, such and such, such and such. I was like, yes, I'm calling on behalf of my wife, you know, such and such. And uh, she's saying that you got, she owes you this amount of, amount of money and all this. She goes, they go, well, who are you? And I went, I'm her husband, first of all. And they were like, oh, well, we're not supposed to give this information out to anybody. I said, okay, that's fine. Well, and I, I acted like I was talking to somebody in the background. I was like, okay, well, my lawyer says that legally, yes, you can. And then click. They clicked <laughs> right away. I called back, and I got the same person. I was like, yeah, I think I just got disconnected. Click. And Hallie's like, what are we going to do? I was like, we're going to fucking ignore it. And I told my coworker, and she was like, oh, my God, I gave people like that like $600 last year. Wow. You got scammed. You got scammed. That shit's crazy. It happens, man. I've always wanted to be like put in a position like that just to fuck with them. You got to pull like a crank acres on them or something like that. Yeah, like I just got a five-hour marathon of me just like (laughs) – not Those on the YouTube being... are some of the best. Oh ones yeah, they are amazing. Like there, there was this one that I watched. This dude that was using a VM, and fucking, he would he would just be like, "I have your computer. I have all your files." And you just be like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Watch this. And he closes the VM, reopens it, and then reconnects with that guy so that he can relock him. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so just keeps on like doing it. I could keep doing this all day. He, uh, something similar like that actually happened to it to me where I had a I got locked my computer screen got all locked up and shit like that. I was on the phone and I was like, Yeah, you need to give me three hundred dollars or I I have all your documents, you'll never get that. I was like, Oh yeah? Watch this. Reset PC. <laughs> 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 I don't give up. <laughs> yeah, like there's a lot of stuff on my computer, but like the most valuable thing on my computer is probably our streams from our podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't keep sensitive shit on my computer. So if someone's like, I'm going to get into your computer, I'm like, go ahead. I'll open the door for you. There you go. I I have nothing to hide in here, baby. I have memes. And I I have some footage, which I would be kind of annoyed 
to lose. But like but you could get it again. I can get it again, but my external has like the really important shit. Like yeah, all the episodes all of the podcast, all the the big things for Anarchy Reigns and shit like that. That gets saved away. On my computer, it's just, it's just a minor inconvenience. That's why I, I I try to tell people, and that's one thing that I've always been really good with is my finances. Like no, like you could spend your money like it's going out of style, but at least know what you're spending your money on. Yeah. So that in situations like this, because imagine someone like I got family members that would fall for this shit in a heartbeat without consulting anybody. Mm-hmm. They would just be like, oh, OK, well, I'm wiring it to you right now. Any person that says you could pay this in gift cards is a 100 percent scam. Yeah. If that's the PSA you get out of today's podcast, that's it. That shit's nuts. That's crazy. But that's that's my icebreaker for this week. Very well. <laughs> you have done your job well. Okay. Final Fantasy VII Remake. I am 35 hours in it right now. Um, I am right at the end. If those of you who uh, are ignorant to what it all is, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake is just the very first section of the first disc of Final Fantasy VII. Um, they have expanded on it. They have made the entire uh, instance where you're in Midgar a 40-hour game. It's very, very impressive. Um, from what I will say, a lot of what was in the original game stays true, and they just expound on it. There's new NPCs, uh, new characters. Uh, they change certain character story arcs. Um, very, I heard, uh, very, very, very little. Jesse is a, is a waifu contender now. <laughs> Jesse wants the dick. Everyone calls her Goku because she wants to jump on that cloud. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not not far off. Um, I What I will say is that I am upset with the game for what it is that they told me it was. But as the game by itself, it is, it's possibly one of my favorite Final Fantasies of all time, putting it in the top three. It is very, very well done. The combat system that they're using is very similar to that's found in Final Fantasy XV, which is another game that I thoroughly enjoyed. But, I mean, I gave it, like, a strong 7. This game's, like, a 9 pushing a 10. There's very little issues that I have with the game. Uh, it cements the fact that I think that the Materia system where the materia ability system is one of the best um, attribute systems that Final Fantasy has ever explored. The summons are fucking beautiful in that game. The summons are insane. One thing that I do don't like about the summons is that they are size dependent. So, for example, Shiva and Ifrit, they are medium sized summons. They can be summoned into a, a an arena that is medium sized. If you get Leviathan, Leviathan is considered large. He cannot fit in a medium-sized space. So you can't summon him? So you can't summon him all the time. Oh, shit. Okay. So they limit it on the arena. Okay, there is, there is certain now. limits. So um, there will be battlefields that are, like, massive. Those are the only times that you can summon Leviathan, which sucks because he is a beast. 
Like he's he is a super beast. And they're not just like a cutscene and then had damage. Happens. No, they're they stick around. NPC that they fights. stick around for like a good thirty seconds, just fucking shit up. You and- now go ahead. Let me ask you, how, how, what's the pool look like of summons? Because in the original Final Fantasy VII, there was fucking, there was Odin, there was uh, Leviathan, there was Knights of the Round, there three was different Bahamut. There was yes, Neo Bahamut. You know all that stuff. It's small. It's uh, smaller. Okay. It's like Final Fantasy X small? Yes. Final Fantasy X had like seven or eight, I think, maybe? Eight. Um, it's possibly even fewer than that. Uh, you have Shiva, Ifrit, right. uh, Chocobo, and Moogle. Fat Chocobo. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the first one. Yeah. Yeah, Fat Chocobo. You have Cactar if you did the pre-order bonus, which I lost my receipt, so I didn't get Cactar. There is Leviathan, and there is Bahamut. I really? don't know if there's anyone beyond that, which to me, I don't have a huge issue with that because this is supposed to be representative of the first portion of the game. This is like, for me, playing Final Fantasy VII, and I do plan on replaying Final Fantasy VII, this is only like about four to seven hours worth of the game. It is right, it is right. very, very early. So to me, it would make sense that there would be so few summons, if any at all. It doesn't so that that number of summons doesn't really bother me because I'm always of the mindset that it's like if I have a summon, it's representative of a certain element. Let it be right. that element. I don't need like for example, um, uh, if if you have Efreet, what's the point of having uh, fucking Phoenix? What's the point of having uh, some other fucking fire user? The additional effects that they bring with them, but they can be like really advanced effects. If I'm having an NPC on the field and everybody can use their ATB to mm-hmm. make it do a bil- uh, make it do attacks, that's fine by me. Like I don't care. For what it is, especially with this battle system, it makes sense to have like one summon per element. Makes sense. Um then going into that, the battle system. Uh I like this new battle system. Uh it makes it very it kind of feels like a little bit of risk reward because you can only use spells and abilities if you charge your atb or you charge the uh your meter so everybody has two meters or two bricks in their meter uh, unless you get like a certain limit break called refocus which is coming off of a, a materia which will then segment it into three Whenever you attack somebody, your meter goes up faster. It's very, very slow. And unless you're using, like, haste, um, you have to, you know, be active in combat in order for that to charge. So right. you, as the main player, you're constantly building up meter. It's it's very, very fast. Your teammates, however, they kind of just hang out until they feel comfortable doing something. Uh, sometimes they get beat up on. But what you can easily do is, like, hit the left or right button. Man for them. Well, not just input the command. You can gain control of that character. Mm. So if I'm playing Cloud and Cloud gets put to sleep, I can switch over to Tifa. I can switch over to Barrett. I can switch over to Aerith and have them do something. Uh, By the way, Tifa's, mm -hmm. like, I did see a uh, a GIF of, like, Tifa's uh, fighting animations, and they're fucking beautiful. Tifa is... She's got dive kicks and uppercuts The baddest bitch in the game. She... She's my strongest character. Um, 
which I want to start getting into that soon. Um, all I'm going to say further is that the combat system is very, very well done for what it is. Um, I thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoy it. Before we move on, sure, I want to address. We we've know we know a couple people that have had a big problem with either. I personally have a friend that is just like can't believe they charged sixty dollars for this remake of a old, of a twenty year old game. <laughs> but but he's also the kind of person that I can't convince. Like I can't be like, well, it's it's totally different game. It's like it's it's Final Fantasy seven. It's Cloud. It's Barrett. It's Tifa. It's Aerith. All that. But it's a totally different game. It's got different mechanics, different systems, different hell, different. I mean, still main story, but it's slightly different. What the perception is, is that they know Final Fantasy VII, and when they're told that it's only going to encompass Midgar, the first portion of Midgar, they think that it's a five-hour game. I also think, too, they're like, oh, they got it stuck in their heads that it's an HD upscale. This is a complete remake. Bro, this, this game is gorgeous. The music is phenomenal in this game. Oh, that's that's another thing I want to talk about. The there's a per, there's a certain word, but I'm just going to call it a remix, even though it's not a remix. Uh, the new compositions for all the classic tracks are phenomenal. I mm-hmm. I remember hearing like even the Black Mages, Black Mages, I believe. I don't know if where they're from, but they have done a lot of work with Square Enix in making. Um, music for Final Fantasy, whether it be the movies, uh, extra soundtracks, touring with their house band, shit like that. Um, the music that they have now com- blows it completely out of the water. It's so good. Uh, that that version of, uh, what is it, Those That Fight, the, Those That We Fight or something like that? Those That the Fight. The main title. Those That Fight, that thing's so fucking good. <laughs> like, that's... Well, Those That Fight is the main battle theme. Uh, yeah. The, but the... The new version of the the theme song, amazing. Uh, those that fight further, amazing. Um, yeah. Just everything is just so well done. It's like they meticulously went through this one portion and said, how can we make Midgar feel like a living, breathing world? And they accomplished that. It was, it was, it's, it's amazing. Like... There is also a lot of people that are upset with the battle system. Um, like, well, old, what's going on? Why don't we have the turn-based battle system anymore? All I'm going like, to say is old man yells at Cloud. Like, that's that's the best way that I can put it. It's I mean, if it's you been want 20 that, years. And if you yeah, want that experience, that game you is have on that. The PC. Yeah. You have that experience. So it's, it's on Switch. It's on PS3. It's on fucking PC. Uh... You could play it if you have the original disc. You have that experience. You, got, you can get the modded version that makes it look damn near yep. like the best it can be. Yep. And then you have your game that you want. Yep. But like let people have their their character action game, which this is basically what that is. Pretty much. Which I wanted to get into like the individual characters. Um it feels like everyone kind of does have a role. Um, Cloud is the most well-rounded. He's not the strongest character. He's not the he's the Ryu. the the highest in magic, um, but he's just he's good at everything without being overpowered. Tifa, without a doubt, the best 
like the, like the strongest character has some amazing setups like actual setups so um there's there's this one uh combo that you get over time um where she can set traps like if she's <laughs> fighting a larger enemy that doesn't really move you can set like these things called i think they're called like chi traps and it's just this orb that does damage over time and you can put down as many as you want so long as you have the the meter to spend on it and because meter recharges so quickly um each character has like their own well, shtick it, re- it, ch- it charges really quickly because she's always attacking because she's always attacking right but then yeah. the chi trap is also charging your atb so <laughs> you're getting so it's just going <laughs> um but each it's like ca- having like it's like playing wow and having like a, a pet like a, with a warlock yes. or a hunter or something yes like and that. then imagine if you're like putting haste on her which auto already makes the atb goes super fast but that's not the point uh, each character has, like, their own secondary action. So I think last week I talked about how Cloud has the the Punisher mode. In Punisher mode, he walks very slowly, but he does these wildly powerful swings, pretty much doubling his damage. If he's guarding, he automatically gets a counterattack if someone does a melee attack on him. it's It changes the way from him being, like, very fast and fluid and then changing to being very hunkered down but dealing a like lot of like someone that would actually damage. be carrying a, a buster sword of that yeah. size <laughs> yeah like he wrecks shit um tifa has a modified combo system not not combo system's the wrong word um she can stack her secondary ability so she'll have something called like winding uppercut and her winding uppercut she just goes in and she like hits somebody up in the air but the effects off of that is that whenever somebody is staggered, it increases the percentage of that stagger, allowing everybody to do more damage to it. She's, from right. what I see, the only character that's able to raise that percentage. Well, you can do that three times, and it goes from winding uppercut to omni strike to rise and fall. It's not single strike though, because once you use rising fall, it goes down to omni strike. So you can recharge that if you want to. So, so it's like if you're doing it like let's say in MMO talk, you're doing your 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 one attack, two attack, three attack, but then instead of having to go back to the one attack, you can go back to the two and then do the three again. Kinda. So okay. what my strategy is whenever I'm playing Tifa is that I use Cloud to raise the stagger bar on an enemy. Uh I'll switch over to Tifa the first time that she gets two meter. Uh, use Unbridled Strength, which is what charges her secondary attack. So she'll go from Winding Uppercut to Omni Strike to Rise and Fall, and I hold her there. I make sure that she holds on to that for a while because she won't get rid of it. There's 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 a timer on it, but the timer is like like two minutes. So if you don't use it within Holy two shit. minutes, they, they implemented Final Fantasy fourteen shit into this as well. Yeah, kinda. It it's it's very it's very interesting. Um, but I'll have Cloud stagger the enemy, switch over to Tifa, go over to where the downed enemy is, drop two traps, and then with my charged, like, stagger shit, go through the whole combo. So she goes Rise and Fall, fucking uh, Omni Strike, Winding Uppercut. The enemy is already now over 200% stagger, and everyone's wailing on him. Everyone's doing nearly triple damage, plus you have the fucking traps going off doing because i kill so many fucking enemies like that and if i have fucking Aerith on the team 
Aerith has this ability called Arcane, um, I think it's called Arcane Ward, where she like takes a spot on the ground, but she doesn't have to do it on herself. She can do it on any other character. And if she puts the ward on the ground, anybody that's standing in that position gets double spell. <laughs> like there's just so much stupid shit that you could do. It's it's amazing. That's why you love it because it's a combo, weird ass combo. System. Yeah, it, you the the combat it's system a fighting game <laughs> is so inventive, uh, and so much fun to explore different combinations that it fe- now imagine I, this game. Imagine this game, mm-hmm. but Legend of Dragoon. Yeah, exactly. If <laughs> this should be like the cornerstone of what everyone should be looking at when they decide to go through, you know, just picking up weapons. You don't just pick up a weapon, okay? There's no such thing as an ultimate weapon. There is weapons with skill trees. So the Buster Sword is like the middle of the road, but right. you have weapon levels. So you have six weapon levels, and over time, every single time that you level up, you get five skill points. That goes to your oh. pool. So you remember how in Final Fantasy thirteen, each character had, like, their own little orb grid, and you had to, like, pick what skills that you wanted? Let's go back a little bit farther. Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy 10. X had that. Yes, because I didn't play so, thirteen. <laughs> so kind of like a similar style. Um I go to 13 because I would say it's a little bit more similar because you can choose anything, not just on a single track. Um, but a lot of people, Path, I just recently like tried playing Path to Exile, mm-hmm. and that shit has. I thought Final Fantasy X had crazy ass upgrade trees. Path to Exile puts all that shit to shame. <laughs> this one isn't so much crazy as it is like you have options. Each each weapon okay. has a theme. So the Buster Store is middle of the road. It's all about doing equal amounts of damage and equal amounts of magic damage. Um, you have a little bit of health buffs, a little bit of magic buffs. Um, it's it's vanilla. You'll have weapons that all they do it'll be it'll look like a weak weapon. All they do is critical hits. Two out of three hits that you do is going to be a critical hit. And you have like 300% critical hit raise on that shit. So like the Nail Bat. Nail Bat right now for me uh, only has 30 attack, but its critical hit rate is like 250%. What's the critical hit damage? Uh, Double? I I would say that it would average out about uh, 150 points of damage, which is high in this game. Jesus Christ. So Yeah, if its attack is only 30-something. Right. Uh, so that's another thing that I noticed. This is, from the way that the combat damage looks, it's a very low damage game. It's not like, you know, in any other Final Fantasy, you do a hit, you do 5,000 points of damage in the end game. It's like, no, bitch. It's here's early world. Here's 100. <laughs> you do yeah. 100 damage. Um, yeah. But it, it's all about combining the skills of your weapons with your materia. And that's what you, you know, you give and take and try to fit, you try to build your weapon to what's to your specification, learn what the best build for that weapon is. So like Cloud's best weapon is called the heart is the hard edge. Um, all it is, is just straight attack. 107 points of damage. You have four materia slots. They're all linked together. But it's just all about dealing damage and maybe a little bit of hit points. There's other weapons that all they do is just magic. Some of them are all about buffing and debuffing. Like there's there's options. There's no there's not one ultimate weapon. 
It's all about what does your next battle need? Here's the weapon for it. And I like that because it's very strategic. Um, yeah. Also, one thing I really like, one of my favorite things about Final Fantasy IX is that each weapon has an ability. So in Final Fantasy IX, you just had to grind your way. Uh, let's say that you had a helm that gave you auto potion. So every single time that you lost 1,000 hit points, you just throw a potion in the air and you get that 1,000 back. Uh, similar concept, except you have to, as long as you have the weapon equipped and you keep on using that ability, you will over time just learn that ability. It'll be permanent with you. So that no so matter... It's like the blue mage. Yeah, kind of. So that okay. no matter what weapon that you're using, you could just, hey, I, I have the twin stinger. Twin stinger gives me like some sort of uh, counter strike or some shit like that. I right. use it a certain amount of times. I now know counter strike. I can go back to my buster sword because I know it's a better weapon. The game just. It sounds like how the old system was. You would learn, like, you would master them. Well, not so much like learn the weapon, but you like. Is there like mastering materia in this game that once you master a materia, you get another of the materia? Unfortunately, no. Um, okay. That's one thing that I noticed about the materia system. Um, it, I don't know if it was necessarily mastering it, but I believe, like, if you got the materia to, like, level four or level nine it's been a while since i played seven you would um, get another you would one. get another one and that was the big that's thing that's what about... everyone wanted to do with knights of the round exactly you wanted, you wanted to... everybody to have knights of the round everybody to have death blow everybody to have you know all the high end shit um not here not in this uh and even even then i think that the pool of materia comparing it to the original final fantasy seven is uh rather lackluster but it makes sense for the, what the game is like right. in Final Fantasy 7 you can do some fucking jank shit like <laughs> some degenerate shit where you just walk in do uh what is it like death below all and then you just do a critical hit on every single enemy on the field can't do that shit in this game but for what it is it's very very well done um i want to get into the story but for the sake of viewers who haven't finished it, yourself You've included, already spent 20 minutes on it already. So. Uh, yeah, it's play the game, be upset with me, but play the game because it's really, really good. Um, yeah. I might go back to Walmart and pick up a copy of it. You should. Been. You should. I, I mean, it's 40 hours. It's, it's, it's enough content for an RPG of this caliber and for everything that you're getting just just fucking do it it's great it sounds like that's all you did this week <laughs> no it would have been but i got accepted into the guilty gear strive closed oh, beta lord yeah <laughs> uh which is the only other thing that i did this week but there's <laughs> there's a bit to say on that too um they they changed soul for the good or the bad? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but they changed Soul. Soul is fucking dumb in this game. Like the way All I saw was the Faust move that gives you an afro <laughs> and then that yes. and then the afro has a hitbox. Yes. Which is stupid. Yes, it does. Um As far as the gameplay itself, um a lot of characters – I'm not super proficient with Faust or Chip. I know 
Kai, and I know Soul. Kai is almost exactly the same. He's gotten actually a few extra things. Um, now some of his hits do st- uh, shock damage and whenever or shock status. And whenever an enemy is in shock status, your lightning attacks do more damage to them. Um, okay. I thought it was going to do a stun thing like with Chun-Li. Uh, okay. I mean, he's got stun stuff, but it's it's every character has like a little bit extra, so to say. Soul is all about the beatdown, and you cannot stop the beatdown. Um, before we get into that, the combo game in this game, um, if you don't know your combos, you're going to feel like it's a slow game. There's no Gatling. That, that's what you were worried about, though, right? You were worried about like the auto combos that they might bring in from uh, Dragon Ball Fighters and all they that They didn't stuff. do that, thankfully. There's no okay. auto combo. However... One thing that I thought was cool about Guilty Gear is that, in a sense, it did feel like a little bit like a pick-up-and-play game because you were able to do easy five-hit combos. Punch, kick, slash, hard slash. You know? Right. Simple. And it it would would be – it's useful. In this game, um, your punch doesn't chain into anything but punch. You know, you have to – you have to be creative. It's it's a lot more on your special moves chaining together – First off, they took out the boot. There is no riot stomp. <laughs> so, is this the first game that doesn't have the boot? Yes. <laughs> yeah, there is no boot. Now, the don't get me wrong. The boot. What is, is the boot for people that don't know what boot the boot is? Boot is riot stomp. It's supposed to be quarter circle back for soul, quarter circle back and kick. Okay, he where he jumps, jumps off the fucking wall. Off yeah. the wall. He from whatever position he is, he goes to the immediate other wall and then shoves a boot down your fucking throat at like super and high speed. It goes speeds. all. It goes across screen. And, yeah, it's called the boot. It's been there since five. It's been there since Guilty Gear One. And I like the boot because it's actually a really good uh, escape maneuver because you could just back the fuck out, and then when the it's enemy's to trying to hit with. you. And I just Roman cancel, and now I've just created distance, and we're back to neutral. So I'll be, like, getting my ass beat, possibly get the boot, Roman cancel out, and then we're back to neutral, and I can, like, start making my, my counterattack without getting my ass beat. Um, you don't have that anymore. You don't have that anymore. Instead, they put Bandit Bringer as the quarter circle back, which fucks me over because I have, I have a combo in my head um from Exard, where it's just forward to hard slash where he just puts the sword in the ground that'll put put your enemy in the air then bandit bringer you jump up and you kick that motherfucker into the ground and then they continue to be in the air and then you pull out a fafnir and then that bitch rolls to the end other end of the corner now that's gonna fuck up my thing because what I know oh no, is Bandit Bringer <laughs> is now nothing because they didn't replace it with anything. Soul is, I think, the only SRK that Soul has is uh, Volcanic Viper. So they, there's two moves that they changed, and I don't remember what the other one is. But they took out the boot and they replaced it with Bandit Bringer. Um, whatever. So the boot's just not in there the at all. The boot's just not in there at all. Oh, they also don't have Dragon Install. I don't know. Really? Yeah. So the only special, the only actual special or super that he has is Tyrant Wave, where he does, like, the uppercut and then punches you to the other side of the ground or the other side of the field. Um, 
So we don't get no ride the fire or anything like that. Nope. There is <laughs> that's bullshit. Like this, no this is the worst game that. ever. Um, it, it's a fun game. It's 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 a fun game, but it is significantly slower. Um, just even in feel, like I haven't played a Guilty Gear where I felt like I didn't know what I was doing since the first time that I picked it up. It's just it's just weird because. Even though I'm not really proficient with other characters, I can make my way around. I can kind of feel my way around them and still do well at either like the arcade mode or if I'm really good at them, take them online. Right. Not this case. Kind of had to relearn everything again. You got to go back to the drawing board. Right. Which is begrudgingly fine because I love the series. However, this game's lobby is a fucking mess. Well, it's also the beta. <laughs> It's the beta. Mm-mm. Things can change between no, now and the, and the release. Okay, so yes, they, they, they need to, okay? Because the way the betas work is just like, hey, do you like this? Okay, we're going to keep this. Everyone needs to be like as loud and belligerent as possible in talking about the lobby. Which is weird because XRD had one of the best lobbies. A lot of people said that the, the lobby system for XRD was not good. Oh, that uh, shit was great. You would you would sit down at a cabinet to play somebody else. Aesthetically pleasing, yes, but I do know that a lot of people were complaining about the lobby. I didn't really see that much of an issue. I felt that it was maybe a little bit more difficult to navigate through, but I didn't I didn't have an issue. Me personally, this right. game's lobby, uh, everything is two D. You have your ugly sixteen bit baby, okay. And you're let into this mansion. It's like a tower, okay? And the way that you find where the better characters are or the better players are is that you have to beat a certain number of players that are on your floor as possible till you hit that threshold. The problem is is that it's very difficult for you to figure out how to challenge an enemy. So the only way that you know that someone's ready to be challenged is if they take their weapon out. Then you walk over to that person and you say, I would like to challenge this person. And then you take your weapon out. That's not a ba- that's not so bad when there's only like four people in a room. This, What's the limit? There is no limit. They there's had no to a room. They I don't know what the limit was, but they had like they had to have been like 30 people on on this one floor. And it was just challenge after challenge after challenge after challenge and it's really hard for you to find who one person is compared to another so for example if i wanted to fight tj i would not be able to go up against tj if there was like 30 people in the room because the very like if i go over to his avatar it'll register someone who's next to him or two people over there's like a hitbox between the two people so you have to like That's weird. properly maneuver yourself to challenge somebody. And then there there could just be no challengers or they have their weapon out, but there could be like drops in the fucking network, which is understandable because it's a beta. Um, but just navigating the UI through the lobby is just really, really poorly done. So go, go back to fucking Exard. I would prefer Xard. If you want to find another way of doing ranking systems, go fucking f- try another way. Go back to the old way, but not this. This is shit. Um, but other than that, all right, game's great. 
I just need to relearn it. Unfortunately. There you go. So, did the UI the UI change for the better, didn't it? It doesn't feel like Guilty Gear. Like it's not as bad as what we saw before, though. It's right? not as bad, but I'm, I'm going to say that not a lot has changed. Now, I I personally had not I did not mind the UI itself. Um, I do think that um, it's a little bit weird searching for the meters because everything is so small. So your your meter is very very tiny. Um, what's cool though is that it's segmented. So when you build your meter you'll see a little gear turning in certain spots and that'll let you know, hey, you can do a roaming cancel here or you can do a special here. It's It tells you how many segments of meter you have compared to like the other Guilty Gear where they just change colors and that didn't really work out for me. Uh, they did change the roaming cancel system. Uh, so there used to be an XR, there used to be YRC and PRC and RRC. Uh, there was there's like different colors for different roaming cancels depending on the situation whether you're roaming canceling out of a uh, I forget what it was it's like a pushback but I don't I don't remember the actual terminology uh, regular roaming cancel is a YRC that takes up 50% meter there are certain roaming cancels that take 25% they just said just regular ass roaming cancel that's it uh, the Roman cancels right. have different abilities. So if I'm doing a combo in somebody and I Roman cancel, I can push my character left or right or up and shit like that to get a better position on beating your ass. If I don't, if I'm not fighting you and I just Roman cancel, apparently there's like a slowdown mechanic where everything starts slowing down for your opponent and you're able to make faster moves because you spent that meter. So this game is very meter heavy. It's very like... You're spending meter a lot. So you have just explained two games where it's all about meter management is what it is. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think we're starting to see a trend. I guess that's, that's what I'm into. I like meters. <laughs> well, you also got something that was pretty cool that came in that you shared in the Discord. Oh, shit. Yeah. So like two months ago, uh, I had put in an order for another hitbox because... Um, the hitbox that I currently, well, previously owned, I still own it, but my other hitbox, I had a Hori Fighting Edge, uh, two, I think it's a Fighting Edge two. Um, it originally had Hayabusa parts. It got swapped out for Kanba. My issue with Kanba parts is that they're very, very sensitive. So there'll be times where I just accidentally brush my butt, my finger over a button and it'll register an attack. And I'm like, right. no. I do not want that. So I found a, another manufacturer, Marvelous, and they made this. This is a custom uh, art. This is this is the art for Sonic the Fighters. Hold it up a little bit higher. Well, not that high. Go back up. <laughs> there you go. About right there. Yeah. So this is custom art. Not like custom to me, but custom to the magazine. Uh, this was the Sonic. I think it was issue three for Mega Visions magazine, where Sketchcraft did yeah. Sonic the Fighters. It is gorgeous. It's a smaller board. Okay, so the backside looks. I like the backside more well, than the front side. Well, you could see the guts, which I always thought was really really cool. Looking at certain, I boards. like the, I like looking that that guts is clean mm -hmm. too. It's it's real nice. Uh, it almost looks like plexiglass, all like yeah screwed together which i don't mind i think it looks really really good but what's important about this is that it has a pcb 
a PC, yeah. a, uh, Brooks PCB is a universal uh, module that allows you to play on PS4, PS3, PC, Xbox One, and Xbox 360. So the ones that the ones that matter. So, yeah. So you can play. But Chris, how are you going to play Capcom versus Tatsunoko? <laughs> I oh about that. Yeah. <laughs> Did I tell you? No. Uh, I bought a Smashbox over the weekend, and it's coming on oh, Monday. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we know where your stimulus went. Oh uh, yeah. Um, I. I have a Smashbox on the way, so I'll be able to play. Use it's, it. not a, it's not a nice way to talk about your wife. But... <laughs> uh, I, I have a hitbox for everything now. Everything that matters. You are ridiculous. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Just muy poquito. But that's, well, that's my, my week. My week... My week is a little bit more calm. Uh, I've been working my ass off. I've had to work this. This podcast comes out on Tuesdays, so this past weekend I've had to work. I've been working the nights. I've stopped streaming because of this new project at work that has to get out really soon. I won't go into details. I think I've already talked about it once. But uh, last week I was talking about how I had internet problems. Well, I finally got myself a new modem. I had to buy the initial modem that I bought was not working right. It's one of the ones that I found. The minute I bought it, I looked up a list of bad modems and it was number one. So I was like, good job, me. So I sent that back. I got me a new Motorola uh, modem. I got it set up, uh, but it was still doing the same shit. It was capping at like 21 megabits per second. And I said, what the fuck is going on? So I call them. And they're like, sorry, sir, we've done everything we do. You're just going to have to wait for your tech to come out on Thursday. Because I had scheduled last Saturday a tech to come out on Thursday just to make sure. Because house, this house is built in, like, 1975. So anything, like, cable-wise or stuff here is probably at least 20 years old. So, and I have cable internet. So the tech came out Thursday. And I dread tech visits because they're always garbage. Most of the time, mm-hmm. most of the time, the guy's like, he wants to shoot the shit and not really do his job. And he doesn't really know what he's, it's, it's like a dude bra that got hired because he can drive a van is what it was. This guy, on the other hand, this guy fucking knew his shit and he went above and beyond. Uh, I know he'll never listen to this podcast, but the guy Dalton, that guy was fucking dope as shit. He came in, he called me. He's like, Hey, Mr. Walls, I'll be at your house in like 20 minutes. I was like, dope. You know, I was in bed, so now I'm going to get ready and get ready for him. He gets here, and he, he he has to walk through my office to check the modem. He's like, he just, I see him looking at my setup. Because my setup is not a normal setup. Like, it's stupid how much the setup is. Like, how it everything is. So he comes and checks everything. And then he goes outside, and he starts checking, like, cabling and stuff like that. And he goes, all right, so I got to run back to the office because... I'm going to replace all these fucking cables. He's like, I'm replacing the cable from the main line because that cable looks old. So I'm going to replace that. I'm going to replace this cable. I'm going to replace them all with brand new coaxial cables. And I was like, fucking you do you, Dalton. You, If you need anything, just let me know. Regardless, after about, he got here at like 8, 30. 
he was done at like 12.30. And he fixed my internet and all that stuff. And I was like, all right, Dalton, I know like service calls aren't always covered by, you know, he's like, this is free of charge, man. And I was like, fucking dope, man. Like my internet speeds went from like 300 megabits per second to like 600. So that guy was really, really cool. He even stood here. He's like, he, he sat here for like half an hour. We were just shooting the shit. I was telling him how I was like setting up Ethernet all through the house. And he's like, that's awesome. That's really, I wish everyone should do that. And I was like, yeah, I just, I, I have a problem like getting in tight spaces and I have to get underneath the house to run a coaxial cable. He's like, dude, when you get everything set up, call me and I'll run out here and do it for you real quick. And I was like, all right, Dalton, what kind of fucking skeletons do you have in your closet? Cause you can't be perfect like this. So. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he, uh, I've had a lot of shit to deal with. I've, with my internet service provider, but he definitely helped things. Internet's not where it needs to be. Internet speeds should be around. I even told him, I was like, my internet speed should be between 700 and 900. He goes, your internet speed should always be around 900. And, uh, he did give me some advice. He goes, one of the reasons your speeds might be low is because you're running an old coaxial cable from the cable input box to your office. But he, he was like, but you're about to change everything. So, just be aware to get a new coaxial cable. It's going to help with your internet speeds and all that shit too. So, oh, shit was nice. It's nice to have good internet again. Like I personally, or I recently got a VPN, which I still got to look into that because VPNs are supposed to like make your internet not as good. But I showed you the speeds with the VPN on. Yeah. And it shouldn't be that slow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I have the same VPN as you do now. Uh-huh. So they should not, they're going from like four or 500 megabits per second with a download. Cause my internet that I have is a thousand download, 50 upload. That's just the best I can have in my area. Yeah. And, uh, whenever the VPN's on, it's like 20 and 10. So that's not good at all. There's, there's no way that there would be like that much, that of a much drop. of a difference. Like, no way. I, it, there's got to be some kind of setting or something like that. I don't know what's going on. Because the ping goes up, too. My normal ping is, like, 5, anywhere from 5 to 10, whatever the ping is measured in. Whenever the VPN comes on, it goes to 70 to 100, which is ridiculous. Yeah. So, anyway, that's just some more troubleshooting that i got to figure out. But, luckily, I have somewhat good internet again. So, I'm still working on... I just don't want to run the Ethernet cable through the house, and I don't want to pay anybody to do it, so I'm stuck in a dumbass situation where it's my fault. Mm-hmm. But I got the tools to set everything up. I'm going to run the Ethernet cable. I have to make sure to, since I'm running through the attic, I have to make sure to run it when it's a cool day or at night because attics will get, if it's 70 degrees out, it's 90 degrees in your attic. So you just got to be careful with that shit. But Enough of that boring shit. Uh, the reason I was even looking at like Ethernet and stuff like that, I started watching a YouTube channel called Jay's Two Cents. I don't know if anyone has ever watched that before. Apparently, this is a YouTube channel. They got like almost three million subscribers, and uh, it's just computer building and networking and like a techie uh, YouTube channel. And they're really good. They explain how to overclock your computer properly. They one of the videos that sparked my interest was like. You built your computer, now what the hell do you do? So it, they give you the rundown on everything you're supposed to do, like how to update and 
how to like install the proper things, how to which things not to install on your computer, which is just totally like spyware from Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So all that shit. So I've been watching a lot of that, and I really wish he built a computer like just a pretty basic like being able to game in 1080p computer around July of last year. He spent like six hundred dollars on it, and it was running Doom at like one hundred and twenty FPS. It was running Far Cry Five at like right at sixty FPS. Yeah, it's dumb. I got the I got the itch this week to build another computer, and I got a stimulus check. That's a dangerous combo. But I didn't buy anything because computer prices or computer part prices are stupid right now. Uh, just for comparison, like he had a list of all the components that he used to build that computer a year ago. I compared it to the prices now, and it's like almost eight nine hundred dollars now. Why the increase? Corona. Okay. That's what it is. A lot of the solid states and all that stuff, like solid states were at an all-time low last uh, summer. They're not so much anymore. The solid states like he got was like 50 bucks. It's like $75 now. Wow. Yeah. The price increases is, is goofy. but And it's because everyone wants one. Right? It's supply and demand. Mm-hmm. Everyone's forced to stay home now, so people are building their own computers, so they need these computer parts, and the prices are going up. So, uh, besides that, now, so I bought my, uh, my parents wanted a Switch. Uh, apparently, I am just the fucking guy that can find Switches all the time now. I found one for Scotty, I found one for my mom. I, I called, like, I was at Walmart, not this Sunday, but last Sunday. There was three Switches. Not switch lights, actual switches. So I call my mom, and she's like, yeah, I want one. I call my cousin. She's like, no, I don't have the money right now. And, of course, guess who calls me Thursday when she got her stimulus yep. check? And she's like, hey, I want to switch now. I was like, well, you had your fucking chance. So <laughs> but now my wife wants one. And uh, I was setting up my parents' switch, and these new version switches – because the, these are like the, I guess we could just say they're M2s, I call sure. them. Sure. They're the second wave. Because I have an original Same. One. Uh, these new ones feel pretty good. What's the difference? And I don't know if it, I don't know if it's just me because, you know, my Joy-Cons are, I wouldn't say loose. But you could like, when you're holding your Switch and you kind of like put some force on the Joy-Cons, you can kind of feel them like give a little bit. Like, yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying? My parents, one that I bought, there was none of that. I don't know if that's just because it was brand new or if they reinforced those Joy-Con connectors to the Switch, but it felt really fucking good. Other than that, there wasn't really any changes. It's like battery life. It's better battery life, but I don't take my Switch off of my dock. So, but my wife wants one because she was watching me play Animal Crossing last night, which I will get into. Uh, she's she's like, I want one. I, she jokingly said, she goes, what if I want a Switch? I was like, you want no Switch? You don't play video games? And she got offended. So I was like, <laughs> I guess I got to buy her Switch now. So, And she was like, you're not buying this Switch for me, are you? I was like, no, I totally am. She goes, you're buying it because you want a Switch in the living room. And I was like, that's not, you put words in my mouth. So, <laughs> so I'm so in the process. And my brother. Haley doesn't have Go a ahead. Switch. You have a Switch in another room. Yeah. Okay. So she wants to switch in the main house. So, which I'm fine with. And also, too, if she wants to get Animal Crossing, as we know, I have my switch has my island. 
she won't be able to create her own island. So we need another switch. Oh, we need we need another switch. Okay. That's what it is. So currently I am in the process of trying to find three switches. Okay. So it doesn't help with this whole mentality that the Mega Visions crew has created that I own like a plantation farm <laughs> out like and I have all this money and shit. That's not the case. I just live in the boonies. And you could do a lot with a little bit of money in the boonies. Yeah. So, uh, other than that, I've been playing a shit ton. I, I, I wanted to bring up, I played, I finished StarCraft 2 up until the second expansion, but I didn't want to go into it because that wasn't exciting. The only thing that I will say about StarCraft is, it's a fucking drug. I would literally lose four hours every night of me just playing that game. Because missions are like, most missions are like half an hour. Okay. But every time I'm like, we got one more. We could do one more. <laughs> it's fine. We could do one more. Oh, this one's cool. And I haven't bought the third expansion, which is the Protoss Legacy. I think it's like the Legacy of the Void expansion. It's only $15. But I know if I buy it, I'm going to lose another week of night stuff. Yeah. Because I'll just be playing it nonstop. Yeah. And there's no reason to sit there and play an old game like that when we've got so much new shit like Animal Crossing and Final Fantasy VII Remake and all this other shit. So, yeah, that I didn't want to get into that too much. And also, I'm all like, I hate Blizzard, but still, I play StarCraft. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Other than that, uh, I backed, and I believe you backed it too, but this week I actually backed it. I backed Sea of Stars. Yep. Which is on Kickstarter, which unfortunately we should have talked about it last week and the week before. Yeah. But the the Kickstarter is closed right now. It is from Sabotage, uh, the developers. Yep. They are the creators of The Messenger. And it's their prequel to The Messenger. And it's an RPG game. It's an RPG. And it looks fucking beautiful because it's pixel art, too. It's pixel art. It's heavily based off of Chrono Trigger as far as aesthetic yep. and combat system. Um, the music, God, the fucking music. It's the sounds... same. It's it's the same guy from the message. Yeah, it's well. They also they're, bro- they're bringing in the composer from Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger to do some. Yeah, stuff he's too. helping out with a couple tracks. Um, yeah, I put down. What it... I wanted the physical, I wanted the physical, so I got the hundred dollar too. So I found out that I well, I didn't find out. I forgot that I put down extra money to get the physical edition. You spent like almost $200. <laughs> <laughs> I will say so that when I was, cause I backed it like a day before it was about to end. Mm-hmm. And there was one left of the tier where you could get your own little small statue in the game. Yeah. Not the level that you got. I think you got a monument is what you got. Yeah, I, I, cause there's, so Kickstarter backers, you could do, for anyone that doesn't know, you get different tiers, you get different shit. Not so much physical, but you could also get stuff in the end game. Yep. Once you hit a certain threshold in the game, it doesn't matter. If you're a backer, I believe in the credits at least, you get noticed as a backer. Correct. You get your name in there. Uh, but if you hit a certain tier, you'll get like a physical version or you'll get a OST, which you got the double colored vinyl, which I'm very I'm actually envious picking of. Up, I'm actually opening up my... Uh my thing yeah so with uh sea of stars they have graves because there's a certain area that will be like it's kind of like shovel knight where you go to i forgot what it was called but it was that mansion that had portraits of all the kickbacks kickstarters 
Uh, that's what they're doing in this. If you hit a certain tier, you get a grave, uh, basically a headstone that has your name on it, and it shows that you're a backer. But if you did a little bit more, you got a statue, which you kind of get to help create a little bit. It's very limited to what you can do. And then there's the monuments, which are humongous once you get to a certain, and you get full, like you work with the team to design what you want with it. And guess who fucking got that? <laughs> It really wasn't that expensive. <laughs> the thing that tore, like, okay, so that tier was not available when I went to Kickstart mm-hmm. it. But the thing that threw me off was I had a really bad des- decision because there, when I went to Kickstart it, there was one left of the tier where you got a statue and I think the OST on vinyl or something like that. Yeah. But I had to make the debate of, okay, so my reasoning was, okay. I don't know if the Messenger's Kickstarter had a vinyl option, but the vinyl came out later, and I was able to buy it. I wanted to get the Kickstarter limited run edition of the physical version, so that's what I backed instead. Okay. I'm hoping later down the road, because it's IM8-bit that backed the, or that does the uh, the vinyls for, like, the Messenger and Sea of Stars and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I'm hoping later down the road that it gets released so that you can get it. Well, they're probably going to because they did the same thing for the Messenger. I have the Messenger vinyl. Um, personally, I spent $20 on that because it was on sale. <laughs> uh, yeah, I spent probably around that too. Uh, I'm really actually unhappy with the uh, I am 8-bits production for that because it's the, the cover is very cheaply made. Um I haven't opened mine technically. Yet. Okay, yeah, I I opened mine. I listened to it. Um, like the the casing is very cheaply made. They use the worst fucking paper to house that shit. Cause I uh I have um anti static inner sleeves, mm-hmm. so I swap out all my sleeves. So like sometimes if you know, and you usually see it with like smaller bands like when they're self-publishing their vinyl they'll go the extra step and get sleeves that have that that has that anti-static uh uh, inner sleeve right um but like i am 8-bit they got like the most coarse paper that they could put that shit in there i open it up it's got like all specs and shit on it i have to i mean we also spent 20 dollars on a double vinyl that doesn't it doesn't matter because if i go to any other like if I go to any major label, like for example, uh, fucking I have a Mad Villain album, or if I go to Metal Blade, um, I just recently got the vinyl for Master Boot Records' newest album. They at least have like slicker paper. They're they they at least like put sleeves for the outer air, uh, layer. Mm-hmm. So I don't really see that much of an excuse. It was just kind of like. Yeah, throw that bitch on vinyl. Don't spend a lot. Worthless <laughs> fucking gamers. Nobody gives a shit about them. Anyway, um, for the, the Kickstarter, I was going to put more down because I didn't really think it was that expensive because everything is in Canadian dollars and everyone knows Canada is like super cheap to live in. That's that's a lie. Yeah, that's what it that's is. That's a lie. That's what it uh, is. I'm just being facetious. Uh, but like the gap between... The tier that I got, and then the next tier was egregious. So for the for the two hundred Canadian dollar thing, I have a hero to be worshipped. I get 
Oh, the artists work with you on a 100% custom monument for the crypt. Uh, sea of Stars OST double vinyl. Access to a private demo of the game for PC. Uh, I got that too. Access to the private Discord channel with the devs. I got that. Exclusive permanent top tier backer title on Discord. DRM free version of the soundtrack when available. Digital art book. Uh, HD wallpapers. My statue in a crypt. My name top tier backers. Really, it only came out to like 140 bucks. Okay, which until my standards, and then I put down another sixty dollars because I wanted a physical copy. So two hundred bucks for me. That's not because if you look up the physical copy of the Messenger right now, it's hard as fuck to find. How much is it? And it ain't cheap. The original Kickstarter Mm -hmm. run one, uh, I think Amazon had it for. I don't. I can't remember, but I know it wasn't cheap. It was not cheap. I'm actually looking it up. But yeah. Uh, 70 if you bucks. Were, if they ever... Oh, yeah. For that a special edition Kickstarter one. Wow. So I just want to have a... I like physical games. I Like like I just said, with Final Fantasy VII, I'm going to go into the Corona to go to Walmart to go get a physical copy Go into copy the Corona? It. Yeah. I'm going to stare right into it. But no, I Kickstarted that. Uh, the, I won't see that. They, they finished with like almost $1.2 million. And their Kickstarter goal was only like ninety five thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, with it as how much how successful the messenger was, I'm hoping that they can do the same. And I love that it's not the same style of game. Yeah, they're trying something different. Yeah, that's what I like too. Uh, the messenger was very Shinobi esque. Um. Mm. Which I like Shinobi. I still never beat it. I need to play. I need to beat it and then play the DLC. Because mm-hmm. the DLC looks super good and the music in the DLC is amazing. What is it? Is it Ray? You need to look him up because I want to make sure that we give him proper credit. It's Rainbow Dragon. Rainbow Dragon or something like that. Yeah, it's Rainbow Dragon. That's what it is. Yeah. Music. Because the whole for people that don't know, the messenger at one point in the game you're playing like an eight bit style game, and then at one point it transitions into like a sixteen bit, mm-hmm. and the music reflects that. Yep. So when you get the two-disc OST or the two-disc vinyl, one disc is all the 8-bit tracks, and then the second disc is all of the same tracks but in 16-bit version. And it all sounds so great. Mm -hmm. I think it's like Bamboo Bamboozled or something like that is one of the tracks that I fucking love. It's so good. I, I don't know the names of the tracks, but I'll take your word for it. And what's great is they've even said in the Kickstarter that the RPG is a legit prequel to the Messenger. Yes, I do recall that. So, but yeah, if you like Chrono Trigger style games uh, and you weren't fortunate enough to get into the Kickstarter, be on the lookout because they might actually Kickstarter Kickstarter campaigns sometimes open it up to where you can like. Sometimes they'll do slacker get, backers. Um, yeah, where you know they'll give certain tiers make that available usually it's like the more basic tier so that you at least get some of the game 10 bucks for the pc version mm-hmm. or something like that yeah but it looks great it should i think it's slated to come out in like 2022 so but that's fine with me i'm fine with waiting for a game that's gonna be good i just have to live by then <laughs> sadly true yes other than that, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. I haven't created it yet, but I am creating a channel in the Scrubverse Discord to communicate with Animal Crossing stuff. Are you so, are you going to uh, make a uh, free Hong Kong revolution? We'll get into it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> dude, the, dude, the creativity in this game is fucking insane, man. 
I have seen some insane shit. I I saw one where someone recreated the GDQ like stage. What? Where it's yeah, it's like three NPCs sitting on a couch, and then the main character is sitting there playing a video game. With the background is like it looks like a crowd, but it's just wallpaper in a house. That's crazy. Fucking. You can make anything. I saw one where they recreated uh, the Punch Out games. It's just like a boxing yeah. ring, and then all like the crowd all around. That shit is so fucking cool. It's goofy, man. Like it's awesome. I was playing last night because I was just trying to get some downtime because yesterday was very busy for me. And so what you can do is you can either go to friends' islands and go check out what they got, or you can redeem your points, which are like to get points you do like daily stuff, like oh gather five uh, stones or catch two bugs and we'll give you some of these nook points Mm -hmm. and you can redeem those nook points for stuff in the catalog but one of the things you can download is like a nook mileage ticket where you can go to the airport and they'll just fly you to a random island that has random shit you could get brand new different like that's how you're supposed to get your uh, catch all the fish catch find all the bugs all that stuff and well there's the fabled tarantula island and the reason that this is so important is because tarantulas sell for six thousand and like four hundred bells on a bad day. Yeah, apparently, if you find an NPC called Flick, who is like a bug, like entomology person, yeah. my friend said he'll give you sixteen k for a tarantula. Yeah, I didn't know I was on Tarantula Island. I so like it's like this little, it's like an island, and then it has like a moat around it that has more island. So like I jumped across it. And I like, oh, I was like, oh, cool, a tarantula. You got to sneak up on them. Basically, the tarantula is a red light, green light game. Yeah. That's all it is. Whenever it rears back, you stop. And when it goes down, you walk towards it. <laughs> well, I caught that one. And I was like, oh, shit, another tarantula. So I went and I grabbed it. These fuckers are spawning nonstop. And I'm like, oh, this is Tarantula Island. <laughs> <laughs> so I go into my inventory. I drop everything. I drop tools. I drop everything except for my bug net. <laughs> I even find enough material to make a second bug net because my bug net broke on Tarantula Island. I ended up catching like over 30. I, I put it on Twitter. I caught like around 30 tarantulas and made like almost 200,000 bells. Can, can yeah. you go back <laughs> of your own free will? No, it's random. Yeah. Wow. That's why I, that's why I was like, fuck all this shit. Give me the tarantulas. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Yeah, man. It was cuz I was like I had like a I had like a fossil. I had cuz if you eat food, so if you eat food, that is what lets you like dig up trees and like dig up big boulders to bring to your island so that you don't have to try and be like, "Oh, like you know, I didn't start my island with any coconut trees. I went to an island, grabbed like four coconut trees, and now my beaches on my island have coconut trees. That's cool. So, uh, but yeah, I made a shit ton of money last night. And what's crazy is I used one Nook to- uh, ticket. I was like, I'm going to use one tonight, and then I'm going to go to bed. Because it was like 1130. When I was done catching tarantulas, it was like 1230. I sat there for an hour. And what's great is usually when you get – because if the tarantulas chase you, they knock you out and you have to, like, restart from your house. I got knocked out and I went, oh, no. 
I'm going to restart at my house. But no, it just restarts you at the plane and you can go right back in. It was dope as shit. I made a shit ton of money. So for there are many people that are like, Tarantula Island's not real. Tarantula Island is fucking real as shit. And there's Twitter proof. I think, what did I put? I was like, someone called Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. Because I, I had a bag full of tarantulas. It was great. But other than that, that was my week. All right. That's some of this scratch cake Hallie made. What's scratch cake? It's like a cake with like some kind of jizzy glaze on it. Mm. My favorite. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hitting the news. Uh, what are you drinking? That is um, cranberry rum. I just had rum. <laughs> it's it was in the freezer, as you can yeah. see. <laughs> it was coconut rum. So, uh, you basic white bitch. Look, that's all we have, man. Actually, I might. Oh yeah, I might have some spice rum upstairs, hidden. Let's see if we get it. Are your liquor stores still closed? Um, I don't know. I have to check. Ours are open till midnight. That's great. Not on Sunday. <laughs> well, they close down the liquor stores on here around here on Sunday. I remember fucking. I'm from New York. We don't have this thing called a Sabbath, so I could go into a liquor store anytime, anywhere, all hours of the day. And get like a fifth or a handle or anything that I want. I move to fucking California and fuck even uh, North Carolina. And I show up on a Sunday. Uh, first off, California was a shock because they don't allow liquor stores to be open on Sundays. So I'm like trying to get in and I'm just like, let me fucking in. Not happening. But uh, when I was living in North Carolina, I went to buy a uh, fucking 30 rack. And I bring it to the counter, and I got the dirtiest fucking look from the cashier. And she's just like, "We don't sell beer before nine, uh, before twelve o'clock or nine o'clock, or some shit like that." And I'm just like, "Excuse me, who the fuck says no?" Was it not like? Was it not like? Usually they turn the like at Walmart around here. They'll turn the light off to where it's supposed to be. Like you're not mm-hmm. supposed to buy this. No clue. Nothing. Oh, so I that. bring the beer up there, and she's like, I can't do this transaction. I'm like, why the fuck not? It's like, because it's the Lord's how, Day. How old are you? Is it because you're not old enough? She's like, because it's the Lord's Day. I'm like, I don't give a shit who the Lord is. I want my fucking beer. Every day is the Lord's Day, and it's bullshit, <laughs> so we need to drink. Uh, they. She ended up getting a manager, and after I explained to him, she's like, look, I just, I just want my beer, and she's like, where are you from, son? Legal. New York? <laughs> okay. Marine? Yeah? Okay, that explains it. Yeah, we have something called laws. <laughs> <laughs> that shut you up. I mean, that's normal for me. Like, we had to, like I've, I've said before, we had to drive across the bridge to Memphis. I had to go on base. To go pick up. Because on base, they don't give a shit. There's, there's Lance oh. Corporals to fucking siphon money off of, so... Anyway, <laughs> let's let's hit the news. Uh, first up, we have some rumors coming from the Resident Evil camp. It's being reported that surprise, surprise. <laughs> it's being recorded that Cap uh, reported that Capcom has greenlit the remake of Resident Evil Four, and new potential details arise out of Resident Evil Eight. 
After the wild success of Resident Evil 2 and 3, the Osaka-based developer M2 has fully entered production on the next entry and is expected to ship within within 2022. M2 is a relatively new developer on the scene, formed by former Platinum Games head Tatsuya Minama, uh, Minami, uh, which has been preparing for the project since late 2018 and is rumored that the uh, production team will be split between M2 and the Devil May Cry 5 team. As for Resident Evil 8, early title suggests that the title of the game will be called Village Resident Evil, with the Roman numeral for 8 being highlighted in the word village. Chris Redfield is featured as a reoccurring character. He's looking much slimmer and older this time around, with the years of hunting down Umbrella and their zombie outbreak catching up to him. Ethan is once again the lead man, following his performance in Resident Evil 7. Some developers have likened his persona to that of Ash Williams of The Evil Dead, being quick-witted and short-tempered. The inventory system seems to be borrowing from Resident Evil 4's Tetris-style attach case. The game is take uh, the game takes place in an isolated snowy village as Ethan goes from house to house in an attempt to make contact with contact with the outside world while being hunted down by a cult of beastmen. Resident Evil 8 is slated for 2021 release. This should just be called Resident <coughs> Evil Van Helsing is what this should be called. Because it's supposed to be taking place in Europe and all this other shit. Yeah. I didn't I didn't finish Resident Evil 7, but I remember the beginning of Resident Evil 7 and Ethan, you're you're, you're Ethan, yeah. right? In the be- the whole game. He's very like timid and shit like that. Does he have the same arc as like Ash does where he's like super timid and then turns into like a shotgun wielding badass? I guess that's that's what they're liking it to. Um Dude, my backlog on this fucking pandemic is... I gotta get caught up on shit. Well, I'll never reach it, but I definitely want to start hitting and knocking out the Resident Evil series. Because Mm -hmm. it's very similar to my experience with Devil May Cry. Uh, I must have played the wrong games because I didn't like it. And then Resident Evil 4 came out, and I'm like, well, this is... I mean, yeah, I think we both started with 4. I'm like, this is fucking amazing. Uh, And I played Resident Evil 4 on the Wii. Which, that is the only... Ew. No, 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 I will... No, you gotta try it. You have to try it. It is Ew. the only Wii game. It is the only game on the Wii with proper motion controls. Like, for a shooter? No, don't look at me like that. That game is phenomenal. That is the best shooter for any fucking, like, motion control bullshit. No. No, I don't give a shit. I don't fucking care. Resident Evil 4 Wii Edition is amazing. Do you like Umbrella Chronicles too? No, that game's shit. <laughs> that game's garbage. It's nothing like Resident Evil 4. In in your defense, uh-huh. back in the day when they all came out on the systems like that, the Wii version at one point was a superior version, but I do not believe it is anymore. I haven't played Resident Evil 4 since then. I mean the the re, the HD remakes uh, that have recently come out on like PlayStation Four, I think they're on, and like the PC and shit like that. They look great. In all honesty, Resident Evil Four doesn't need a remake. I don't think so either. My wife doesn't think a lot of people. I got into an okay. I got into an argument with some of my friends on another server. Kids like a diehard when it comes to horror games, and we started going back and forth over. Whether or not Resident, Resident Evil 4 is not a horror game. <laughs> needs a remake. That's besides the point. Um, I think that horror 
is kind of like horror. <coughs> yeah, horror. <laughs> um, we got we're gonna start getting everybody to say it. You know what that's from, no. right? I picked it up I'll from send you. you. The link. It's from whose lines it anyway? Okay. I haven't seen that episode. Whatever. Well, it's because it, I think Ryan thinks Colin says horror, and he goes, no, horror. <laughs> <laughs> Besides the point, anyway. I get into an argument with yes. this kid, and it goes on for like three days on whether or not. And knowing you, you won't let it no, end. No, I still haven't let it in. He he apparently said he dropped it. And he was like, okay, Boomer. I'm like, no, not Boomer. This is the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't need a remake. It's like I don't need to play a game with fucking take controls. I'm like, it works for this game. It's not that bad. No, it's definitely not. Well, the rumors also come from Nibble on Twitter or at Nibillion, and this guy has always been pretty accurate with his leaks and shit. Yeah. When it comes to, I mean, I know I'm bouncing back to the Resident Evil uh, Eight. Yes, Resident Evil Eight. He wasn't. He wasn't but the yeah, one we'll that originally that. leaked it. It was another guy. I think it was like the That's honest true. gamer, yeah, who was like also really heavily in the uh, the Resident Evil scene. So, yeah, but yes, but we can't agree. Resident Evil Four doesn't need a remake, but the reason they're doing it is because remakes are big right now and they're making money. They've been gearing up for Resident Evil Four since like Resident Evil One. Like, every, everyone was saying it was like, Resident Evil 4 is the best-selling Resident Evil game of all time. Uh, and they were hoping for another hit within Resident Evil. They haven't been seeing it. 7 is, don't get me wrong, 7 is really, really good. I think it's back to form, kind of, because that game is scary as shit. Yeah. Um, but they, they're not seeing the success that they wanted to with 4. Or they didn't see it with Imagine 7. Imagine it, though. They almost saw it with 2, because 2 was phenomenal. Imagine. So we had two came out last year. Mm, yes. Three remake came out this mm-hmm. year. Let's say a four remake comes out next yep. year, and then eight comes out the year after. Eight's coming out. That's four Resident Eight's coming out Go this ahead. year. Four Resident Evil games in the span of three years. That's ridiculous. Granted, three of them are remakes, but that's still ridiculous. Oh, no, I'm wrong. Resident Evil 8 comes out next year. Resident Evil 4 comes out the year after. So it's been... So, yeah, four and four, four years. Four and four years. That's that crazy. That is insane. That's unheard of for any Resident Evil game franchise. Like, well, it, it's, it's, like they, it's like what they were saying. They have two separate divisions working on these games. So M2 assisted with Resident Evil 3. Um... And now M2 is now working on Resident Evil 4 while the main team is working on Resident Evil 8. So the thing is, so let's look at it. So Resident Evil 1 had its remake. It was on uh, GameCube and all that stuff. I mean, there was a remake on the Xbox One. PC. Yeah, that even that fortifies my statement even more. So Resident Evil 1 and then we had Resident Evil 2, which and Resident (coughs) Evil 3. Those went a long time. Like, if you were like, oh, I wanted to play Resident Evil 2, a lot of people can't get past, like, how it looked. Like, there was nothing that looked better. Resident Evil 4 still looks good to this day. So I don't think ever... I really don't think when it comes out, people are going to be like, this looks amazing and all that. Like, it's going to look good. Like, let's be honest. All Resident Evil 2 remake and Resident Evil 3 remake look phenomenal. But we also have... 
and I don't want people to take this like I don't want to offend anybody by saying this, but the original look that you were looking at was kind of ass in the terms of today's graphics. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Okay. That's like what like I said though, that's not going to be the case with Resident Evil 4. So I don't think that impact's going to be as hard when it comes to Resident Evil 4 and the graphics and stuff like that. So what some people are saying is that their development of Resident Evil 4 is going to incorporate a lot of the stuff that they were seeing within 3.5. Um, <clears throat> there's a, a, a link in the uh, Rely on Horror or the Biohazard broadcast. It's one of those two sites um, mm -hmm. where – and it's, this, this also reigns true for Resident Evil 8 as well because it looks like the two teams are bouncing ideas off of each other and the basis seems to be Resident Evil 4. Um, Resident Evil 3.5 apparently within the uh, the scene or the Resident Evil world is the beta the beta that came out before Resident Evil 4 was announced with their story mode. It was kind of like here's Leon, here's his design. Here's all the areas that he's going to be like traversing through. Here's like the the demo that they had, and there was a lot of deviations that they had from three point five going into four. And so, let me ask you this: Was this voice actor for Leon the same as in two and four? I don't think so. Okay, that's good because the original voice actor passed away recently. Yes, so. unfortunately. Um, no, I don't yeah. think that the uh, the voice actor for two is the same for four. I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive okay. that it's not. So in this story, I have one. It's weird because there's two things where I'm like, man, this game shouldn't like Resident Evil 4. I don't think needs a remake. They should. What Capcom should do is see how successful Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3 remake were. And then maybe do that with their other franchises. Like maybe with Dino Crisis or you know dark stalkers or something like that like it shouldn't be like let's cash grab on remaking all the resident evil like let's remake our older games that people love let's do an hd or not even just an hd remake a legit remake of these games i think it's a little bit different there i could see them doing it with dino crisis dino crisis yeah. is very similar to resident evil but when you start talking about like dark stalkers um that's a smaller fan group. Like they they've been able to compare to the Resident Evil fan group. Yeah, yes, like it's right. it's guaranteed money when you come out with a Resident Evil game, uh, remake a Resident Evil game. Two separate things, like totally, they'll make their money. Yeah. You come out with Darkstalkers, make a new Darkstalkers, or remake a Darkstalkers. Um, not not as likely because fighting games don't sell. They're not they're not as popular yeah. as everything else. That's true. So I'm I'm kind of done with talking about Resident Evil 4, but I am from what I read about Resident Evil 8, I'm curious to see what this game's gonna be about. I, I'm getting this looks pretty interesting. I could get the the name of the movie wrong, but like the synopsis kind of gives me a twenty eight days later, twenty eight weeks later. What's the I'm getting a what's the movie that they were all in Alaska with that's 30 days of okay, night. Okay, then that. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm getting Resident Evil and Silent Hill vibes mixed together. Okay. Because they stated in uh, 
in some of the leaks that they have for Resident Evil 8 is there's a lot of hallucinate hallucination mm-hmm. shit. There's also a new stalker like enemy called the witch, yeah. which is going to be kind of like based off of the chick from Resident Evil 7. Yes. Where she pops up and then like you kill her, but she's not really dead. Like she splits, she uses like insects and shit and she like splits it. Her sentience splits into the insects as she runs away and all this yeah. other stuff. So, uh, but the setting is in Eastern Europe. So uh, you're probably going to feel a lot of like, I've got to see like Bloodborne vibes. I'm like, there's, you said beast men. There's a beast men part. There's going to probably be like some kind of like, what, this is going to be Resident Evil Transylvania is what it is. I fuck with it. That's what I'm feeling it's going to be. Of course. I mean, it's going to be like Resident, like a good 1980, or what is it? What's the order of 1866 or whatever it was? <sighs> yeah. Order 1886. That's what it was. That yeah. was such a... Uh, God damn. Yeah. It's such a good premise. Not a great game. You know, they're they're coming out with a new game, right? They're, they're doing okay. a sequel, and all you can do is, is pray. All you can do is hope and... Open pray to whatever God. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's what I'm going to change my Facebook uh, overlay to is <laughs> thoughts and prayers for Resident <laughs> Evil. <laughs> uh, here on the relyonhorror.com, one of the, uh, the, the, the thing that we were talking about earlier, it's like an article that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go down some rundowns of what the new Resident Evil 8 is going to be. What's funny is it, uh, the rumors is Resident Evil Village, and that makes a lot of sense if you look at the first three letters, actually first four letters of Village, the way it's shaded. and so, Again, it could be a Photoshop shit, but they shaded it to where it shows like Resident Evil Roman numeral 8. Literally what so, we said. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> recapping on it. That's what you do. You recap on things that you talk about, Chris. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but uh it says here too that there's not actually werewolves but it's gonna be like wolf-like creatures and shit like that but close enough to it uh my main thing here is at the end it says no spoilers here but a hint in the video's outro which is the video that's on this article on relyonhorror.com it's like a german video that talks about some of the leaks and stuff it says no it can't be why you I'm calling it right now. Wesker's going to be in this fucking game. Wesker was 100% in this fucking game. I don't know. I think... Chris Redfield is in this game. Well, Wesker's so they were saying be in this that game. Chris Redfield may be taking a more... Not full-on, but a more antagonistic uh, role. Because um, they're talking about there's a scene in, like, a... Uh... uh what's the word i'm trying to remember the word uh a flashback where he starts okay. going through ethan's house with a gun uh like they just had a baby or mia is pregnant mia being his wife and he's like breaking and entering into their home so uh, it, it could be chris redfield that they're actually talking about um because they were saying like it's either chris off his fucking rocker again it's either this Wesker's in this game, or somehow we haven't. So correct me if I'm wrong. I I pre-ordered Final Fa- or not Final Fantasy, but I pre-ordered Resident Evil Six, but I didn't actually play it. Was Chris Redfield? It, there was a Chris time uh, like path in that yes. one, right? That was the Call of there Duty. There was a Leon. Game. There was a Chris. So there's okay. There's Leon. There's Chris, and then there's one other character who kind of doesn't fucking matter. It was like Wesker's son or something I don't know. like that. 
But here's the thing. It's supposed to be told in the perspective of Ethan, so it has to be somebody that Ethan knows. Look, it's either going to be Wesker's going to show up and then Chris is going to show up and all that. Or I'm going to go full fucking conspiracy theory on this. Wesker somehow has infected Chris. Look, it's Resident Evil, dude. Like, anything's this fucking is possible like in this This is, like, the same shit. argument that I had with somebody over, like, like 10, 10, 15 years back, whenever Twilight Princess came out. And me and a friend are arguing that the main bad guy is not Ganon. And then his older brother comes in and I was like, it's Ganon. Ganon's the bad yeah, guy. It's Ganon. I was like, no, it's not. I was like, it's no, Ganon. it's Ganon. And then lo and fucking behold, it's, always Ganon. it's fucking Ganon. So It's always Ganon. It's always Ganon. I, I hope it's not. Wesker Wesker is too good of an of a antagonist to just kill him off in five. He's too good. I would be so upset. <laughs> I love Wesker. I love him. He's a shitbag. He's exactly what an antagonist should be. I would be. be so upset. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Audio listeners, Christian took a swig off of his drink. <laughs> I'd be so upset. Anyway, <laughs> you do you well, have anything else? More than likely, on it. No, I'm good on it. <laughs> more than likely, that Resident Evil Eight is going to be coming out on PlayStation Five. But the problem is going to be if you're going to be able to actually get a PlayStation Five when it first comes out. Yep. So our next article, our next article that we have is PlayStation Five is going to be limited, and the expected cost is between five hundred to five hundred and fifty dollars. Sony plans on outputting far fewer PlayStation Fives than fans were expecting for twenty twenty. Production will curtailed. I'm sorry. Production will curtailed based on the lack of consumer confidence in the PS 5s ambiguous specs, alongside the reportedly high cost of production. Sony told shareholders that the tech giant expects to push out 5 to 6 million units by March of 2021. Compare that to PS4's 7.5 million units sold within the first two within the first two quarters. Sorry, I did not switch over for the Here we go. Just cut that out. Uh, developers believe that due to the public perception and scarce components to build the PlayStation 5, they expect the initial price tag to be $499 to $549 in hopes of breaking even. Sony hopes that in the meantime, the PlayStation 4 can provide adequate entertainment between the games yet to be released, alongside with, along with network features during the PS5's limited supply. As of right now, the MSRP for the PS4 base and the PS4 Pro is set at $299 and $399 respectively, but industry analysts expect these prices to be cut once more once the PS5 hits store shelves, which we've seen that with any time. The older generation gets a price cut. We've seen it with the Xbox One. We've seen it with all the generations we've come through. Uh, The volume of PS5... uh, the volume of PS5s manufactured can still be up in the air due to the long-term effects of COVID-19. Sony has required some of its employees to work from home, and projected sales meetings and conferences have been repeatedly pushed back. The virus has disrupted the company's marketing plans, making it difficult to organize their state-of-play events and having to forego public press conferences. So... On top of everything that's happening with the PlayStation 5, now they're not even going to be shipping 
as many as we thought they would be. To to me, what this is really which makes sense reading more into is that they're they're trying to put on the face of being more committed to a 2020 release date. Um, yeah, because last week we were talking about they they weren't sure if they were going to do a 2020 release date. Um, I feel like, and this was something that I wanted to talk about and I forgot to put it in the docket, but this is a good time of talking about it now. I think that Sony is scared. Um, I think that Sony is very scared about what's going to happen within the next two to three years. Because I'm not sure if you noticed, um, there is a lot of Sony first party games that are being announced for PC. Uh, yeah, I I forget which ones, but there there was quite a few first party games that were being announced for PC right after we had just covered the story about Horizon Zero Dawn going to PC, and that's right. Uh, what's his name? I think his name is Mark Cerny talking about how no, they weren't planning on releasing any more games for PC, and then. That happens. Lo and, Lo and behold, behold, they did. There was yeah. like four or five games that were announced for PC, expected PC release dates this year. Well, Sony still doesn't have all the hardware figured out in their system yet. I don't. Yeah, th- I would say they're fucking scared right now. I don't know. Because Microsoft, I don't know what's happening behind the doors at any of these companies. I don't fucking work for these companies. But Microsoft is putting on the face that they got their shit going with this it's generation. It's not even just that. The developers making the games are out coming out and saying this shit. So yeah. I Unless Sony's paying a bunch of fucking money to pay those people off, I it doubt it. It sucks, but I may I may end up holding out on getting a PS5 just just to see what the public reaction is, just to see that first couple of months. Like, I, I know that I'm probably going to get a Series X on launch. I may end up getting a PS4 Pro instead. I mean, if they're dropping the price to, like, 250 it might be worth it. Oh, the PS4 Pro is definitely worth 250 The load times alone, the amount of time that you save in the load times alone will be worth it. I mean, we'll, we'll see. And then put a fucking solid state yep. in that bitch, like I did. Yep. <laughs> Monster Hunter fucking loads like that. But it's – I hate to see it. I've been seeing it on Facebook, like the whole Xbox versus PS4 fanboys or PlayStation fanboys. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I'm, I'm very tired of it. I understand it. It's been instilled into us as gamers from the very beginning. Like it's either like, oh, like, yeah, there you go. Console Wars. So it's it started with Nintendo and Sega. It's been there ever since we've picked up controllers. Yep. But I really feel like that shit, especially nowadays, where it's not like that anymore. It's not so much like you'll get exclusives every once in a while. You'll have like Bloodborne, and I mean, shit, not even Halo is like exclusive to a console anymore. So, and that was like the big thing that Microsoft had for a long time on the Xbox. But I just, I, I just want everyone to be able to play everything. I want more people to play, be able to play everything so we can get more opinions on games. I remember, like, a couple months back, we were talking about something very similar on how Microsoft is putting all their games on PC because it's almost like they lost confidence in the Xbox and the Xbox brand. And not to say that we're seeing a complete 180, 
but you can definitely say that that confidence has been reinstilled over really the last year. Yeah. Um, we fucking Spencer, yeah. man. <laughs> I've said it before. I think that what we're going to see moving forward after this console generation that's coming up is that everything's going to be a platform. You have the Sony subscription. You have the Microsoft subscription. Uh, more emphasis is going to be put on the developer and the publisher rather than the hardware manufacturer. And right now, you know, they're they're one in the same, but emphasis on individual hardware may may not be as important within the next 10 years. I've changed my view on that a little bit. With the Xbox and PlayStation, yes, I do believe those are going to be platforms. I don't think so much with Nintendo. I think Nintendo's still going to try their innovative things. But the only thing we have to worry about with Nintendo right now is have they reached the pinnacle? Have they reached the top of what they've been trying to do? Like, let's look at the Switch. Let's look at what the Switch is. The Switch is what the Wii and the Wii U were striving to be the entire time. They were trying to integrate their handheld system, which was the 3DS and the DS. They were trying to integrate that those two worlds. They were trying to integrate them into one system, which is what the fucking Switch does. I don't know. There, there was just recently a patent to come out from Nintendo that a variant of the Switch with two screens. So... So we're just going to have a fucking home console 3DS is what it is. I mean, that's cool. <laughs> I like that. I I don't know much to I, say about Nintendo because Nintendo was recently, not recently, but like Nintendo was one of the first of the big three to go to mobile. I mean, they yep. took Super Mario Run. Very successful. Very successful. Dragula Lost, or if that's the name of the game. Final or Fire, Fire Emblem. Uh, heroes uh animal crossing fucking they they got their feet wet and they like the mobile money so i i don't know that. but i i do like it and i'm not so like nintendo of course out of the main three i would say nintendo is the one that does try new goofy shit if that makes sense like with the joy cons and the portability and all that I do like cis, like companies that try to do weird things, even if they're not successful. Like I, maybe that's my like '90s and early 2000s aesthetic. With like, I mean, I, I automatically think of like the Dreamcast fishing rod and yeah. shit, like the per- peripherals of that shit. We don't have that a lot of that shit anymore. I mean, VR is kind of filling in that uh, that space because pretty much all those peripherals are a very archaic variant of that i mean why else would you use a fishing rod except to emulate the experience of real fishing i mean animal crossing is a life emulator that's exactly (laughs) why it's so no it seriously is like that's why it's so successful right now is because we can't live our normal lives and that's why everyone loves to play animal crossing i can buy a house on my own i could buy a house with tarantulas like that's amazing (laughs) But no, like I don't know, man. Like, what was the story? Like, what's the? Oh, yeah. The I, like I said from the beginning, I won't be unless they were to announce tomorrow Bloodborne three or Bloodborne two, 
Well, fuck it. They're not even going to play Bloodborne 2. They're going to go straight to Bloodborne 3. And they're just like, that's going to be a launch title with the PlayStation 5. Yes, Sony, you got my fucking money on launch day. Like, that's it. But that's... That's... That's different. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to, like... You got to... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but... They don't have your money yet. I am... They don't have my money yet. I mean, Microsoft has my money more. Like, if Microsoft was to come out... Because let's be honest. Like, yeah, Microsoft is putting a lot of their games on PC, like, on PC and shit like that. That's because their new fucking system is a goddamn PC, is what it is. Would you agree with that? Almost. It's close. Both of these systems... Both of these systems are, like, one step away from being just a legit fucking PC. It's pretty close. But, like, if they, like, if if Xbox was to come out and say, like, uh, what was the game that got canceled? Dragon. Scalebound. Uh, Scalebound. If they were to, like, we're bringing Scalebound back, and it's going to be a launch title for the Xbox Series X. I'm like, there you go. You got my money. Like, I'm going to get it. So... But I've always been about playing the, the the games are more than just the system for mm-hmm. me. Like, a system's just going to sit there and do nothing unless I have a game to put in it. So, I don't know. We'll see. Well, that's what we got. We just got to fucking wait and see is what we got to do. More speaking, speaking, but speaking of Animal yeah, Crossing. <laughs> speaking of Animal Crossing. Uh, China has moved to ban online multiplayer with foreign countries. Uh, so, following up... On last week's story with Animal Crossing uh, being shadow banned by China, it's now being reported <laughs> that China is pushing new legislation to outlaw online gaming and communications with gamers outside of the country. Are you okay? I'm just, shadow banned is such a fucking good name for something <laughs> that I can't think of it, but it's so good. It reminds me of like Shadow Lou. I'm sorry. <laughs> also, I just took a drink of alcohol and it was really rough. So, uh, due to the communication system being regulated by the service provider rather than being monitored by the state, the Chinese Communist Party has found that there is an authority vacuum, quote unquote, in online space where players can openly socialize uh, without moderation. Local uh, municipalities are scrambling to draft bills to further censor video games and to deny contact with gamers outside of the Great Firewall. So, I thought the Great Firewall was an ingenious joke you came up with. (laughs) But then I read the article and I was like, I can't give him credit for that. Can't give you that. Uh Additional laws have been enacted on single-player online games, forcing players to use their real name, not allow games that feature zombies or plague, can't use map creation uh, aspects, role-playing, not like RPG stat-building things, but like actual role-playing, kind of like D&D-style type shit. Uh, Anything creative. Gaming curfews or making an organization of gaming unions or... And also made gaming unions illegal. Uh, even Chinese-based companies are cutting ties with uh, player bases in other countries. JX3, a martial arts-focused MMORPG, is a joint project between Chinese-based CSUN and Taiwanese-based Wanin International. CSUN broke ties with Wanin International after the Taiwanese company refused to reprimand players in their region from referring to COVID-19 as the Wuhan virus in an in-game chat room. 
CSUN then took it a step further by issuing a 10-year suspension to each offending Taiwanese player. What the fuck? While video game regulation is still under the umbrella of the state administration of press and public relations, the events from last week of the last few weeks may prompt the cyberspace administration of China to push for further restricting guidelines and censoring uh, the cyberspace of gaming. It is completely insane the things we get every week coming out of China. China literally feels like it's another planet. Like, it feels like it's another, like, you're just like, holy shit, like, it's crazy over there. It, like, it's all about snuffing out the creativity and the imagination and individuality. Like, that's all it is. Like, it's, that's, that's what it is. It's crazy. It's insane. A few years ago, maybe, I don't know about a few years ago, but about 10 years ago, um, there was a ban on video game consoles. I can almost see them taking that step again, saying this is the reason why. The problem is, yeah. That we banned the shit in the first place because we don't want you to see or we don't want you to hear um, conflicting views in policy and on life this is you will get what we give you that's what i'm seeing with this this is very north korea yes very north korea you know one thing that i always i guess in my mind for the last couple years is that i've always assumed china yes communist party communist country i should say um however they've always they have not always uh, they have been leaning a little bit more to the left in regards to uh, allowing people to op- – not – maybe to the left is the wrong word. But they have been allowing people to freely uh, trade with other countries. Uh, they're, they're the strict parents that have loosened up right. a little bit. And when I see shit like this, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, Someone no, no. scratched Daddy China's car and now – they're pissed off again. Yeah, this this shit is crazy. Like, on one hand, going as far as saying, like, okay, Animal Crossing is shadow banned. Where Animal Crossing, you know, you can't get it through official means. Um, okay, yeah, you could get it under the table still. It's still able to come into the country. But to require players to use their real name on online video games is absurd. Absolutely yeah. fucking absurd. Can't crazy. use a map editor for the fear of people like doing whatever they want on the map, making a free Hong Kong revolution of our time uh, area, yeah. like they're doing in Animal yeah. Crossing, making people use their real name so they can track you down. That is insane. And you want to know something? Apparently, the kid who started all this thing, Joshua um, Wong. Joshua Wong. Uh, he apparently is off the face of the map right now. He disappeared. Oh, great. So uh, it was in one of those articles where they're saying, like, yeah, nobody can get in touch with Joshua Wong now. Yeah, his. it looks like – hold on. Let's go to his – we'll go to his uh, Twitter real quick. Pin tweet. Uh, well, my – his last retweet was on April 18th, so he still has access to the okay. internet. Okay, so... then I must have re- misread that. Because it, 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 from yeah. the way that it looked, 
I mean, you and you <coughs> wouldn't be wrong with assuming it's, that it's happened because before. people have just disappeared. Like, I don't want to get super into the politics and all that stuff, but I've all I said from the beginning where I'm not. The protests got really quiet. I'm glad they're not quiet anymore. They got quiet because of the COVID nineteen. Now they're not quiet anymore. So I'm happy about yep. that. But I will. Is it? It's safe to say, and I know I'm speaking for each of us as as Scrubverse as a whole, but we both believe this is bullshit, yes. right? And we are so for the protest. Yes. Okay, yes. I just want to make sure we're on the same page, and our listeners know that yes. as well, <laughs> because. This is impeding on not so much rights given to you by, you know, government or your skin color or nationality or anything like that. These are basic fucking human rights. You have the right to be imaginative. You have the right to disagree with someone. And money and power is the only reason that people are trying to take that away. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Don't. Like, that's what I'm saying is don't silence your voice. I'm not to the day I die. I'm not going to silence my voice. The the other thing that just boggles my mind is the fact that a developer just takes their ball and leaves like this. This JX3 thing. This was two developers mm-hmm. working together, making an MMO, a fucking MMO. Maybe it was mobile. I don't know. Because I don't know much about JX3, but just the fact that there was two developers that were working together. And apparently the Taiwanese players have, were bullying the, chi- bullying the Chinese players by calling COVID-19 the Wuhan virus. Which, yeah, that's, that's a fucked up thing to do. But when CSUN turned around and said, you need to reprimand those players, and Wanin said no, because they have freedom of speech. That's... God damn, do I want to see how big their balls yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. You know who could take a fucking uh, page out of their book? It's fucking Blizzard. Yeah. That shit is That is a company that, insane. that knows that human rights are more important than fucking money. Uh, not anymore, apparently. But it's that shit's crazy. Man, like... But they, they would go as far as to issue a 10-year suspension to... Each player. Years to each player. That's crazy. That's crazy. Just because you said something. This is the epitome of like this is like grade school playground shit. He said something bad about me. Okay. Yeah. Deal with it. He has the right to say that. I, I preach it, and this this podcast preaches it every day. You have the right to say whatever the fuck you want to say when you say it, whenever you want to say it. Just be ready for those consequences. But that... That is a different that's story. That's some crazy shit. That's some crazy-ass shit. And that's how we're going to end our news articles today. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. Let's hit them questions. Sit them questions. Yes, I, got them questions uh, I am at fault for Scotty's questions. What I did, messaged him two hours do? before the podcast, and I said, "Hey, man, no questions this week." He goes, "Hold my beer." <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that, but you know. Oh God. Okay. So we have ten questions from. Oh shit! Yeah, we have we... ten questions. This is your fault. 
the season yeah. before. What, what do we? Well, we got one. Our first, our first one is from someone we never, we very rarely hear from. I mean, we hear from him all the time, but never in our space. Uh, TJ Kitsune, right, uh, is asking the question: Now that you finished your fancy little hitbox, would you build another one? And if so, what theme would you choose for it? Uh, so, a little bit of clarification: I did not buy this. I went through Marvelous Customs. Uh, y'all need to go check them out because they make some fantastic hitboxes. Uh, mine is all built with Sanwa parts. Uh, I got into it like not an argument, but a conversation with people because they're just like, I cannot understand why you wouldn't use a lever. Like, how are you using buttons for movement? A stick, and it's simply because it's what works best for me. I fucked up my my <clears throat> hands when I was in the military, uh, and using button keyboards works really well plus i'm used to it from playing fighting games on pc uh yeah that that's the simple answer uh i think that if i mean one of the top one of the top zangief players is a fucking pad player so yeah who cares? It, it's, it doesn't matter the the route that you go with it just as long as it works for you and this is what works for me um Right. So to answer your question, no, I did not build it, and I'm probably not going to build another one. But if I do make another board, which I I think I'm good, I am going. <laughs> I think I'm going good. on five different arcade pads. I have yeah. the Rap Four. I honestly don't know why you haven't picked up the art of creating, like building your own. I might, I might actually do that, but. Like soldering irons aren't that expensive, and it's not that hard. I will, I will say, just fucking wear yeah. goggles. Um, if I do make my own board, I think that's the next step I'm going to go. Uh, if I go for board number six, I'm going to make a mix box. The difference between a mix box and a hip box is that a hip box uses actual um, arcade buttons for movement. And it's it's right. situated. I know I have it back there, but it's uh, your three yeah. fingers over here is going to be left down right, and your thumb is your jump button. A mix box is actually the up down left right keys in a keyboard, and a lot of Korean players use it for Tekken. Um, that's just where the board, the original mix box, comes from. It comes from Korea, uh, and it's not it's not uncommon. We've seen people build their own like that before. Uh, as far as a theme, I haven't thought of a theme. Uh, I might do a Legend of Dragoon one because I love Legend of Dragoon. I just need to find a uh, a good print on that one. But I mean, I would just do if I'm not going to go into the huge like technicalities of different box or the different boxes and shit. I just do a normal like I like Macamba. I'd use that if I wanted to go to through with a theme. I would like cool like lights on the sides and shit like that. Like if I was gonna go like all out and be super gaudy mm-hmm. with it, I would get like changing lights on the side. And I don't know, maybe like I don't know if I would go like with a specific theme because I can't really think of like would I go with like Marvel vs. Capcom two theme or like a specific character theme or something like that. I don't know. I would like I would like mine to have some cool ass lights and shit. Or something that would be characteristic to where when you saw that box, if you saw that box out in the open, be like, you know that that was my it box. It would be orange and blue. There you go. The best complimenting colors ever. So there you go. Coming from you, it would be orange and blue, my- and it would be like some cyber 80s bullshit. 
Like, get to the orange door. More gaudy, the better. <laughs> there you go. That's that's what it is. There you go. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So, that there's there's my answer. Um, okay. Mr. Haru. Uh, I know that H2O threw in something in there, but it was more like a follow-on. If I were to make my own, what would I charge for something like that? Um, 200 bucks? I don't know. It's my first board. I mean... It depends on what the price of the parts would be, and then you would have to calculate yeah. the labor. Um, big yeah. biggest thing, like for example, the reason why my board was so expensive is because they threw in a PCB. Um, yeah, I would have a PCB in mine yeah. as well. Definitely, if you can get one, get a PCB. Uh, Mister yeah. Haru coming in with four. Uh, how have you been dealing with the quarantine in terms of your backlog? Have you managed to make a dent in anything? I I have not been doing as good with my backlog as I would hope to because technically, even though we are in quarantine, I have actually almost doubled my work. So I'm a very rare situation where maybe the question's not so much as it's not as good directed towards me. Uh, the problem is I have a backlog that I need to go through, but I always go to de facto games mm-hmm. to play. Like, like I. <laughs> I know that I'm like, oh, I should play RE2 Remake because I bought that. I have Animal Crossing that I work on. I luckily got through Doom Eternal. I need Final Fantasy VII to replay or to play. I need to play RE3 Remake. But the first thing I was thinking about, I was like, I should do a stream once the everything calms down. I should just start streaming from the first Zelda game all the way up to Breath of the Wild. That'd be cool. And I'm like, that sounds dope. And then the ne- it's like like. You ever got that situation where you had like really good idea when you're drunk? Yeah. And then the next day you remember it, you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> like, that's kind of like what I'm thinking about this. But I like thinking about it like, you know, I can play like Zelda 1's not bad. Zelda 2, I would love to. I've never actually played Zelda 2, and it it gets a bad rap, it's but like, not easy. Zelda 2 is. It's got a high learning curve. It's not easy, but it's, it's, but it's a different game, and that's what mm-hmm. I like. And of course, we have Link to the Past. But then you have to factor in, like, the GBA games. Like, I have to access those. And then I got to fucking slog through Ocarina of Time. So we all know how I feel about Ocarina of Time. <laughs> I have to go through Majora's Mask. Uh, all that stuff. I mean, it culminates with, like, Breath of the Wild, which is great. Because you can just do goofy shit in Breath of the yeah. Wild. I just would want a not-we-exclusive Skyward Sword. <laughs> Me and you both. <laughs> But I'm sorry. Going back to the question at hand, I have not been doing very good on my backlog, but I want to change that. Uh, I'm the opposite. I I don't really have go-to games. I actually haven't touched like Fantasy Star in over a week, which I don't. I'm it. serious. I haven't touched <laughs> it. Um, I mean, shit. TJ didn't even. He got tired of it and didn't stream it last week. I, I, it's just one Final Fantasy. So there's one. But I mean, like. Yeah. My my issue is is that I plan on doing something and then something else will come out and I'm like, well, I have to play that because I was planning on playing Doom 2016 because I haven't finished that. I still have to finish RE7. I want to play Resident Evil 1, uh, the remake that came out on Xbox One. I have older games that I haven't fucking touched in over a year, like my GameCube games, my PS2 games. I was playing Baroque and I was just like, I need to sit down and actually just fucking finish this game. That's just 
what I need to do. Just fucking finish it. We have a bad habit of just buying games and then putting them on a shelf. Yes. Yes, that is 100% true. My Steam I ch- my Steam oh, list God. is stupid. My Steam – I think my Steam list is like 800 games now. It's – yeah. And I've gotten through maybe 1% of that. Maybe. Well, that's because that I blame that on the sales. It, it's a big factor. And there's – I know that I've got a lot of shitware in there. Like just absolute garbage games <laughs> – that you just play for 10 minutes and you're just sitting there like, okay, I've well, seen the game. you got them with like humble bundles and shit. Yeah, too. that's true. But you know what? There's been times where I've opened up a game and I'm just like, wow, that was actually quite good. You know what I mean? Just surprisingly good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, question two. We Go have, ahead. well, I was going to say, we have those comfort games that we just kind of de facto to. Me more so mm-hmm. you like I'll just go back and just play like the problem is I have Animal Crossing which there's you you quote unquote beat Animal Crossing but you don't really beat Animal Crossing same with Monster Hunter you beat Monster Hunter but you don't really beat Monster Hunter and that's my issue with those kinds of games because I'm afraid of them um I will go back to them in instead of playing like Final Fantasy 7 remake and get, I I co-host a fucking video game podcast that i don't play new video games that's not a good yeah. thing <laughs> yeah that that's a thing uh but like it's the same reason why i don't play warframe i don't play fortnite i don't play monster hunter i don't play uh i didn't play fucking stardew valley because i'm afraid of getting into a game and getting lost in it okay it's what yep. was going on with fantasy yep. star online when i was playing pso2 that was the only game that I was playing. I have over 100 hours in that game. And there, you can only talk about it so much. Yeah, because you're essentially doing the same shit, fighting the same enemies, fucking just trying to rank up and max everything out. That's how those games go on. A lot of those games operate off of a community rather than the experience of the game itself. And I have too many games to do that. I have a lot of games. Right. And I would like, before the end of my life, to at least play all of them. Not beat them all, but at least play all of them. <laughs> at least experience right. them. Speaking of experiencing games, did you catch Scotty streaming Billy Hatcher on Easter? No, I didn't, but I've played that game. That was fucking bad. Like, that that game is Ooh, rough. Ooh, yes. If we need a remake, it would be fucking How Billy Hatcher. Because you, you could improve on that game How so much. How would you do it? First of all, improve the fucking camera. That's a Sonic Team thing. Sonic Team notoriously has bad camera angles. I'm going to make a lot of Sega and Sonic fanboys mad with this. Fucking the the camera in Mario 64 is far more superior than a lot of the newer Sega games that I've yeah. seen. That's goofy as yeah. shit. No, those... The, they fixed their camera angle when they went back to a fixed camera angle. Nobody really go does fixed camera angles anymore. Like, with the exception of, like, I guess you could say first-person shooters a fixed camera angle. Fixed. You still have, like, open shit. Even, maybe right. maybe not. Because fixed camera angle would, it, would imply that you don't have control over the camera at all. So, like, when they went to boost mode Sonic, like, the boost games... 
when I talk about that, I'm referring to colors. I'm referring to generations. I'm referring to uh, what else? Colors is weird. I was streaming that for a little bit. Colors is different. How do you like that? I didn't get to play much of it because my internet died. My condolences. So, but it's it's fine so far. I haven't gotten out of the casino, or not casino, but the theme park area yet. Oh. I beat the theme park boss. Well, I beat the theme park boss, and then my internet died. Okay. So. Yeah, no. There are way better stages than that. Like, that stage is okay. okay. I love the space stage. And the music to Planet Wisp is awesome. So, okay. like, I got the game for free anyway, so I'm not going to be upset if it's yeah, not. Like, you'll be you'll be enjoyable. Fine. Um. Anyway, anyway. Uh, e question two. E3 is not going to have a direct of any kind, so now the onus is on the game companies to come up with their own direct presentation. Who do you expect will actually make one versus who likely, who most likely will? I mean, Nintendo's been doing it for years. Yeah, Nintendo's going to come out with one. Uh, I can see Xbox doing something. Uh, I don't expect Sony to make one at all this year. Uh, Sony, if they do any kind of like a direct thing, needs to get rid of that fake-ass audience that they have because that's just creepy. I think that was a one-time deal. It was creepy. Because <laughs> usually when they do their state of play, it's very similar to the way that Nintendo does the direct. Um, I just, I like... Give me the directs. I don't care about the audience interaction and all that stuff. Like, because right, like I, I talk about some of the like the Bethesda and the Microsoft ones where it's just like they pause, and then you're like, you hear the clapping or the woos and all that. It's so like not genuine. It's yep. so scripted. Like, I prefer the Nintendo directs so much because I can watch a Nintendo direct in thirty minutes and it's over with. Yeah. And then um, they do the treehouse things later where you could do the shit get the in -depth and interact. Shit. That's what it should be. Like, show me the shit and then we can interact later. Uh, I think a lot of people are still chasing those initial reactions to big things, too. Yeah. Because I will say with directs, you don't get the initial reactions of the audience and stuff like that. Yeah, but there's a different – it's a different monster when you're with your circle of friends. And you yeah. – so – Anytime that there's a direct or any like big long form reveal of games um, in one of the servers that I'm in that I want to start bringing over to Scrubverse is that we all get into a Discord channel it's a watch and party. someone stream yeah do a watch party and someone streams the direct uh, it's what we do and we we get different reactions and you know it's cool when you get two people arguing about the same thing you That's can hit stupid. pause and let that shit rock. Well, I mean, that's what uh, – it's big on YouTube. It's still big on YouTube. They're like mm – -hmm. have I told you how much I fucking hate YouTube? Have I told yes. you that? Yes. Just the, just the, just the thumbnails and it's the clickbait that – and it – so here's the thing. The Yeah, it's the, the oh my god and all this other – or it's the – Wow! Yeah, let me, let me gather everything. I understand from the creator's point. And I don't blame them. They are having to do what is required of the platform to be successful. Yes. But it does suck that they even have to do that to be successful. That you have to make clickbaity titles. And you have to be like the oh my god thumbnails and all that other shit. 
it's it's unfortunate and uh as someone that i wasn't with youtube in the very beginning i was with youtube from the early years but not the very beginning but it is completely different i mean just listening like watching game grumps and stuff like that aaron hansen talks about like it was a very good living to be an animator on youtube back in the day like you made you made a comfortable living and then they changed the algorithm or changed the things and then you that was it your job was over that's crazy but anyway back to what we were talking about about all the directs and all that stuff so yeah so you can expect nintendo and microsoft to probably come out with something yeah uh i would also say digital devolver will come out with something oh yeah yeah there's a there's are sometimes great sometimes a little weird <laughs> their last one was a little bit weird but it's fine they're it's trying fine. to continue off of they're trying to make it like a series and all that shit and you gotta give them props to trying something different that's fine i'm invested to see where robo president chick goes and yeah sure what she fucks up um square enix might come out with something small um sega will probably come out with something uh, Sega's a little bit more sporadic because they just come out with stuff. Yeah. And Maybe because we'll they're, get an they're... Indies thing that I actually care about. I know that sounds bad, but that last Indies, I didn't really... Nah. It wasn't very good. Nah. But I'm also good. spoiled on, like, fucking Shovel Knight and The Messenger and all that stuff, so... Right. Um, I'm getting AAA quality out of an indie game. That's not always gonna happen. I don't know. Those are the ones that I expect. Um... I don't expect anything coming out of Bethesda because they've already released their big game and I don't know what else they have planned outside of Starfield. I think it's called Starfield. I think their new their new Elder-esque Elder Fallout game is called Wait. Starfield. Wait, what was um, the one? Didn't they tease like with a a generic background and then their title over the front for Elder Scrolls Elder Scrolls 6? They d- they yeah. did do that, but I mean it's so far out from development that could have just been like, hey, we're planning this. Um, EA will probably definitely come out with something. Yeah. You know, just like industry giants who have been doing it since then are probably going to come out with shit. Um, I think as far as newcomers are concerned, we should expect something more from Platinum. Yeah. I think that Platinum might do something special for the summer. Not because E3. they're starting off as their own publishers and stuff now too, so they yeah. want to make it. And they've already like they revealed like their big four projects for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see them expounding on that. Bayo so, three, something something about Bayo three, something about this new IP that's coming out that they just announced. Hey, it's a new IP. Um, what was that game that was like Greek platinum game that we saw last year or earlier this year? No, it was last year at the E three. Was it platinum? Was it platinum? No, it was platinum esque. It was platinum esque. Because we were like, "Oh, that's a character action game that looks like a platinum game," and it's like Greek mythology and all that shit. I don't know if it was Greek mythology as much as it was just gods. Maybe that's what it was. More god. I don't know and what it was though. I don't remember the name of it, but it was a looter shooter with no shooting. It was all like swords and shit like that. Um, I gotta remember that. I think we're talking about the same thing. We don't listen to our own podcast, so. (laughs) (laughs) 
Literally, um, when we do the editing or make the videos, we push that shit out of our brain. So yes, it's fire and forget. I don't remember, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and I don't think platinum had anything to do with that. No, we thought it just looked very platinum esque. Anyway, uh, question three: Has there been a recent time where you jumped into a game completely or mostly blind, only for it to take you by surprise at its quality? So. I'm going to limit my window to games that I think initially were going to be shit, but then surprised me. Because, I mean, like, you could say, oh, well, I've never been into Resident Evil, but this is amazing. Because everyone knows Resident Evil's amazing. Right. So that shouldn't count. Um, let me open up my Steam library, because that's where I got it from. That's fine, because I've got one. One that Go I've recently it. played and finished was Tales Adventure. Yes. I honestly thought that game was going to be a hot steaming pile of garbage since it was on the Game Gear, and I played mm-hmm. it and thoroughly enjoyed that game. It's a uh, Metroidvania Tales game. Just a little bit more dumbed down, because it's not as bad Metroidvania. But, yeah, that's one that I did not expect to like at all, and I ended up loving it. Like, it's a very good game. I am going to go with vanguard princess okay Uh, you remember my conversation with you about that one yeah uh that's 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 a game that is a uh very uh risque game i i was talking to some people in the super best friends discord about that game and when I when I bring it up, they were just like, "Oh, you're a man of culture." I'm like, "I don't know if I'm a man oh, of culture." Fuck, I, don't know. <laughs> I, I know how you degenerates get I down. I need to be in every Discord you're in just to like <laughs> fact check you. Be like, hold on a minute. Oh, Devolver Pause. Digital has a has a sale on their games on Steam. Have they come out with a Katana Zero DLC yet? Not a DLC, but Katana Zero is only ten bucks. And the Hotline, Hotline Miami connection, or Hotline Miami collection, is only seven fifty. They did heave ho. Yeah, heave ho. Heave a great game. Anyway, I was going to look at my library. Mm, I didn't play a lot of things on here. Uh, no, yeah, that's that's mine. That's mine on that one. Is Tales Adventure? That's the most recent one that I played. That I was like, this is gonna be a hot garbage. And it ended up being really good, so there we go. Yeah. Play um, that. If I, you end up having the GameCube collection, which is probably the easiest way to play that game, play it. It's yes, really fun. It is. It's exceptional. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go with Vanguard Princess. Like, if you just look away, not really look away, because it's are the really hard to look Liam, away. Those are the hardcore Liam lovers that are still in that <laughs> Discord that said that you were the fucking man of culture is what it was. Um. It is a good fighting game. It is a good fighting game. I'm sure it is. It's very, very technical. Very, very good. Is that um, what you call the boobs and shit now? Is that what it is? Is that what the kids no, call it? Is technical? No. But even, even if you, like, I'm looking at my library, and if you just select the game and look at the community content, that that is suspect... Like, they that'll have get, some fan art that's, like, absolutely insane. That'll get you on a watch list? I'm already on one. I'm already uh, on we, one. This one just, like... watch lists. This, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is a bad watch list. This <laughs> elevated my status, man. 
Oh, God. All right. What's the next question? <laughs> uh, armchair CEO, how would you bring back the Game Shark? I would make it malware and then charge people to get it off their computer. <laughs> you stupid motherfucker. <laughs> I can't follow up with that. I would just be, I was going to say, like, we don't need the game shark anymore, but, oh, that was good. That was, good. <laughs> that was real good. I can't say anything else. We just need to move on from there. <laughs> anyway, uh, five coming from Scotty. Uh, he has just started playing Fantasy Star 1 and went with the Sega Ages mode that makes the grinding more user-friendly and has an item weapons description. Uh, what's a game of your past that Wish could get the same type of treatment to bring more people in so that they can understand your love for the game? Overall quality of life enhancements, essentially. All right, we can't say Legend of Dragoon on this. I think the game is fine by itself, so... We gotta Can't open it up that. somehow, get it to people to play it more. But uh, let me read it again. So, what's a game of your past you wish you could get this type of treatment to bring more people into into so they can understand your love for a game? System Shock. That's System a PC Shock, game, isn't it? It is a PC game, and yeah, I think I have. I'm pretty sure I have the enhanced version. Uh, and I don't remember between the two because I tried playing System Shock and I love System Shock, but I tried going back to playing it and I had an issue with it because uh, that control scheme is abhorrent. <laughs> it is absolutely fucking nightmarish the way that you move around in that game. And I think that with an updated control scheme, System Shock would be a lot more palatable, um, cause that that's a hard play. That that's a really hard play. I don't know. I can't think of one. Uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is I just wish they would come out with some kind of remake of Illbleed that had some kind of like better not as like full-blown walkthrough in implemented into the game but like just kind of explaining things a little bit better so that people could jump into it a little bit better because that game is like like i said that game is like a weird ass experience they throw you to the wolves yeah it's just like fucking have fun so yeah but yeah that's something i before monster hunter world i would say monster hunter because monster hunter world has a bajillion quality of life changes that are just ridiculously good. So that kind of beat me to the punch on that one. Uh, I don't know. I can't really think of anything. No, that's about it for me. I can't really think of anything. No, I think system shock needs an update. Uh, number two, in a world where companies take risks again, uh, who should create a Mario Kart competitor? Konami, Capcom, who? I mean, we already have a competitor. It's Sonic Racing Transformed or whatever it is. Sonic Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing Transformed is the true competitor to the Mario Kart series. Um, after that would be the original CTR. I don't know how good the new one is. I heard it's really good. Oh, um, after that would be F-Zero. 
I don't put F Zero and it's not Mario a kart, kart. Race. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. a little bit like F Zero no is a little bit more arcade simulator rather yeah. than kart racing. Um, it's what I'll say is like it, for a game within that realm. If we're talking about the Mario Kart, Sonic Transformed, uh, Diddy Kong Racing, I would like to see a new Diddy Kong Racing. Boy, yeah, that would be yeah. Um, but Sega, for a completely no, new IP, uh, Sony All Stars Racers. <laughs> I wouldn't want to see anything. <laughs> Bullshit! You would want to see Kratos in a fucking, and I'm not talking old Kratos. I'm talking old man Kratos in a fucking uh, Mario Kart. <laughs> uh, yo, bro, we could get knack in there. <laughs> get the fuck out. <laughs> You get your Jack and Daxter. I saw your Twitter. Yeah, that's your new, that's your new Jack and Daxter IP. I guess. Um, I don't know. It, it would. I don't know if anything is, could actually hold up. Besides, the thing what's is, is that the up. the thing that Mario, Sonic, Diddy, and Crash have in common is that they're all like cutesy characters. Like on one hand, they're they can have like dark themes and shit like that, but they're all like cutesy or anthropomorphic or like really easily digestible um mascot characters right you can't do pokemon i mean you could but pokemon is like how do you choose from the selection and then how do you justify them getting into a cart and doing stupid shit i mean you could just make a different type of game that's equally as good i mean that's the same way if you thought about pokin like, what was the thing? Like, how do we choose the roster and all that? Yeah, stuff? but that makes a lot more sense to me than okay, fighting. Pokemon fighting makes more sense than Pokemon racing in carts. Oh, but Pokemon Puzzle League makes sense to you? No, I think that shit's stupid. That's just a Puyo Puyo Tetris ripoff is what it is. Maybe not Puyo Puyo, but I would liken it more to like I, Whenever I think columns. of Tetris, Puyo Puyo is like, I put it all in the same category. Maybe I don't know how that Pokemon Puzzle League thing works is it a lot more like um wario's woods or yoshi's cookie a little bit yeah yeah okay i'm not 100 percent sure i don't um, know if i remember, i haven't played it in forever but i feel like you it was still like it even though it was blocked so it looked like tetris it was still very puyo puyo-esque because you wanted to like chain everything i got one kirby okay oh fuck yeah you can do kirby uh, but again, so like, 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 like Nintendo still makes money off of that. Yeah, but fuck it. I don't give a shit. Uh, we could say that it's Hudson Soft, but it's going to be mainly working around Kirby. So you're going to have Kirby, DDD, uh, Waddle, D, Waddle D, Waddle Do. You have all their little fucking friends. But then you, you can also bring have Bomberman. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, fuck. You do. Zero yeah. Hudson Soft. That's a good item, too. Like, you got your bombs and all that shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. You could do that. You could totally do that. Does, you could have that. Oh, speaking of Bomberman, like you could have like a lot of the characters from the new Bomberman R game and all that shit too. Yeah. You could have your like one of those characters is just straight geese or not geese, but co- <laughs> geass. Like one of the characters, Lelouch or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, all definitely. that character fucking uh, is. Actually, no. I I think you're talking about Max. He's a legit Bomberman character. He so looks- who stole who? Uh, I think anime. Still, still. I think cold. <laughs> yeah. You can have Bonk show up. 
and then we can oh, finally get off. new bonk games. <laughs> fuck you. Why are you telling them fuck me? That's great. You could do rare. You could do rare racing games too. Yeah, but I mean, like that Diddy Kong. Well, that's Diddy that goes Kong back racing, into the yeah. Diddy Kong thing. But if okay, you like so the, encompass everything, are, get banjo, get yeah, Diddy, conquer, get conquer. I mean, yeah, just make a new Diddy Kong Racing. Just upscale it. So I'll play mm-hmm. it. Because <laughs> right, right, right. on N sixty four, I thought Diddy Kong Racing was a better racer than N than Mario Kart. Same. Mario I mean, Kart just sold because it was Mario Kart. I'm better at Mario Kart, but I think that everything that Diddy Kong had was a lot better. Was better, yeah. Yeah, you could totally do a hut like Kirby, like all that shit. I'd yep. play that fuck out of that. Cause you need a roster of like, let's say you need a roster of sixteen. You could easily get a roster of sixteen out of the Kirby Bomberman, and I don't know, throw Bonk in there. I guess like he'll be. A Here's DLC. my question: Does Kirby still fall under Hudson Soft, or have they been? devoured no, no, by you, you'd have to look that up yeah i don't know about that one no i don't want the vacuum cleaner <laughs> it's not hudson soft fuck it's how laboratories uh yeah yep that's, that's has there been like up. a Mega Man racing game I don't think so. I know you they had, they had a soccer you could game. Do that. You could do that shit. I don't know what the justification of getting in the car. You could do some kind of transforming cars and shit too, though. Yeah, you could definitely do something like that. Yeah. Anyway, let's. Th- there's our answers. Let's move on. Yep. I'm. I'm upset now. Not only do I feel like an <laughs> idiot, but I'm. You upset had a really good wrong. idea. I had a good idea, and it fucking shit on my hands anyway uh anyone cut their own hair yet no i came close well you're wearing a hat so i don't know what the uh it's just because it's damage it's it's still there it's still there okay but uh i went i was looking at my beard trimmer i was like what's the highest setting on my beard trimmer and it was like a 17 millimeter and i did the math on google i was like oh that's not even an inch so (laughs) no Uh, I would, I am thinking about like, cause usually I have like the longer hair in the middle and I have the fades on the side. I am thinking about just like cutting it all down really short to one length, but I just want to wear like my hat better. Like there's a lot of hair underneath here and this hat's really tight. Mm-hmm. So like I might actually get someone just to give me like a, get a two inch shaver, like not shaver, but a two inch razor and just shave everything down and just all that stuff. But that's kind of at the bottom of my list right now. So <laughs> got more important things to take care of. I can deal with some long ass scraggly ass hair. Like I'm fine with it. So no, I have not cut my hair though, but I've, I thought about it. Uh, what phrase made you realize you are an adult and hate teens now? For me, it was YOLO. 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 I understood, but like, I still didn't like it. I have grown to love yeet. Like that shit's funny. <laughs> like, yeah. Like there. So there's a thing I watch. There's a YouTube channel I watch called T. It's TDS Chris is, uh, or no, it's TDS Dark Side, and it's like a Monster Hunter clan, I would say. Uh, but they have a series called Monster Hunter Gone Wrong, where they have people that are playing Monster Hunter World or anything where glitches happen, and they have you submit the glitches, and there are parts where. They have a sound effect that goes, yeet, and, 
And it just it makes me laugh every fucking time. So, uh, no, I mean, it was probably YOLO for me, too. I was just like, what the fuck, man? YOLO okay, doesn't boom. bother me as much, um, largely because... Bay kind of pisses me off. Yeah, Bay is annoying. Yeah. Maybe that's the one I'll go with because I didn't have one before. YOLO was used a lot in the military because it's kind of like, oh, I'm going on well, deployment. That's depo- true. Go- going on deployment. YOLO. You could, yeah. It's very more vi- It's much more viable for you. I think it's Bay. Yeah, Bay, Bay is pretty dumb. Yeet's great, though. I love that fucking Yeet. word. I like, so I don't even like Yeet. I just like Yeet. <laughs> like, that's the funny part. Because it's just literally throwing some shit out of your... So, yeah. Yeah. Yeet! You just like, get any, that shit out of your face. Any situation, it's it's great. I love it. Yeah. You know what you need to do with all that hate and that toxicity in your life? Yeet! Yeet! <laughs> yeah. Uh, last one. Mega Man Legends completely caught me off guard as a kid, and I realized I always wanted a 3D Mega Man after playing it. Do you have a series you would want to see in a different style? I don't know. I... Hmm. I really like that Sonic game where it's in the Doom engine. (laughs) I like it, but it's hard as shit. I still haven't gotten back to it. Um, I, I'm kind of learning that through fan communities, I can have my dreams realized because I wanted a legit Sonic fighting game. And while Sonic Battle it. is okay, Sonic Smackdown is insane. Like that game I guess is you could say that great. You could say it about Final Fantasy VII. That's a totally reimagining different way. For me, I don't really see it uh, fitting that mold. Um, I mean, I wanted a Final Fantasy fighting game at one point. I got Dissidia. Uh, which, by the way, y'all motherfuckers need to play Dissidia NT because that game is fucking tits. All right, that game was is Was that the one? Because Dissidia came out on PSP. What was the most recent one? Dissidia NT. Uh, it is a three-on-three fighting game. Arena Fighter. It's on PS4. Uh, I think that they have a free demo or a reduced version where you have limited access to certain characters. But it's it's pretty fun. If you've ever played Dissidia, you'll probably like this one. It's pretty good. Uh, I will take the first part of the question more. Uh, a game that caught me off guard was Mario RPG. When I was young, that game just took me completely off guard. Yeah. And I absolutely love it. I loved it the minute I started playing it, and I still love it to this day. I still claim it's one of the... I say play that game if you're first getting into turn-based RPGs. It's a very easy game. I'm going to piggyback off you just at a theme. Um, I thought Sonic and the Lost Brotherhood, the concept of a Sonic-based RPG... I thought was good. I think that the combat system is fascinating because you were doing like, it's like touch controls. You do certain yeah. things. You it's, it's kind of paper Mario esque. Uh, I mean, that game is awful. I mean, the story is stupid. Uh, <laughs> what you do in the game is dumb and it's not even fucking finished. 
Like that is an unfinished game that has no fucking sequel, no end in sight. Never will. Unless some fans decide to take up that mantle, which I think I think there is a project that's currently doing that. Um Okay. <laughs> but I I don't really have a uh an answer to that, Scotty. Series yeah, I want to see have... a different style. Because I can't think of that. Everything needs a fighting game, and if I look hard enough, I'll find it. So it's true. I mean, there's a Power Rangers fighting game, so <laughs> the game is pretty good. Yep. What was it Battle for the Grid or something like that? Yep. Battle for the Grid. It's pretty good. Can't think of that. Yeah, series that I would want to see in a different style. A lot of the series, especially like Mario, it's dabbled in the different series. Like the RPGs and the sports games and the racers and the platformers and the 3Ds and all that shit. That's it. That's, That's all it. I got. So. <laughs> all right. What do you got going on this week? Uh, if I'm able to, like, I don't know how this project at work's going, but I would. I've been thinking of an idea. <sighs> I can't believe I'm going to say this. But I want to do a dual stream sometime with Scotty with Sonic R. You're so, going to you're going to run Sonic R I'm against play it. the champion. No, it's not like we're going to play against each other because of obviously like limitations and all that stuff. We could work up an emulator and all that stuff. Yeah. What I would like to do is like maybe uh, we do like maybe a three hour stream or something like that, and then. I would play Sonic R for the first hour and a half. And Scotty okay. would talk to me and we would talk about it. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? And all that. And then Scotty would play it. And I'd be like, I don't understand how you do this and all that other stuff. That's something I would like to start doing. I would like to start doing a stream of that caliber where we both play a game that's not necessarily a multiplayer game. But we both play it. We kind of talk about it. I know that's more. That's not so much like a stream thing. That's more like a we should do that for a YouTube video or something like that. But I don't know. Just to kind of get back in, I would like to start playing Sonic Colors again. But obviously, I can't commit to anything right now without knowing like the day, probably hours before the stream was would be to go live. If I had to work that night or not, right? So. Uh, but no, I would like to do that. I, the, what's great is, uh, I'm not going to bring this up to Scotty until after this podcast comes out. Cause I haven't talked to him about it. So, <laughs> you know, he listens to this. Do you want me to edit this out? No, no. I want you to keep all this in because this is how he's going to find out about it. <laughs> so, uh, I need you to put a disclaimer at the end specifically for Scotty to be like, listen to the end. So, <laughs> Uh, no, besides that, uh, I'm probably going to pick up Final Fantasy VII and play that. Uh, I'm definitely going to be playing uh, Animal Crossing more. I got I got some shit to do in that game. And I've been wanting to replay The Messenger again. I was playing it when I was traveling for work before all this COVID shit happened. I wanted to just play through it and complete it. Okay. So that's what I kind of got going. I'm hoping... We got a lot done on this project over the weekend. We still got a lot more to do, but I'm hoping things kind of calm down, but probably not. So there we go. All right. Uh, I've got one more day, one more session of Final Fantasy VII before I finish it. So I plan on doing that, and then I'm going to finish the script. I'm going to finish the script. 
Whatever you have to tell yourself to sleep at night. So. Pretty much. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Because it, Final Fantasy, man. God damn, that game's good. It's a good game. game. It's a good game. Yeah. So that's what my plan is. I have nothing else that I plan on doing. And then after that, and after I start getting into the video, I want to play Doom 2016. You should play that and finish it and then play Doom Eternal. Yeah. And then play that and finish that. And then you need to jump into our Discord channel where we talk about the spoilers. Yep. Because Scotty finally finished it. So yes, it's me, I saw that. Scotty, and Mr. Haru have officially finished it. So we can talk about it. Yes. But that's all. That's all I'm going to divulge on. Alright. Well, so. That's all we got this week, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all have a good week and take care. See you.